Yo, so uh, we may not always start the show when we're supposed to, but we are always on time or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the IBHM Podcast. I am your host, Arizona Verse. With me, my dude and motherfucking co-host, Soul Papo. What's happening, y'all? What's happening? I'm black, he's Mexican, and now that that is out of the way, welcome to our show. It is a podcast about nothing in particular. We got a lot of shit to talk about before any and all of that. If you run across order articles you want to hear our opinion on, if you disagree with something we said, just email us, chime in at ibhmpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Automatic, and YouTube by searching I'm Black, He's Mexican. You can like our Facebook fan page, tweet us, gawk at our Tumblr inappropriateness by simply adding IBHM Podcast in the appropriate spot. And if you niggas is too lazy to do that, just head over to our website, IBHMPodcast.com or I'm Black, He's Mexican.com and find all of our social media links there. Now, you guys can also call and leave us a voicemail at 480-426-0013. Once again, that number is 480-426-0013. Now, if you want to hit me up, Arizona Verse, my main source of social media fuckery is Tumblr. You can find me at a different state of black.tumblr.com. If you want to holler at my motherfucking dude, Soul Papo, his main source of social media fuckery is Tumblr as well. Soulpapo.tumblr.com. S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O. Please. Yes, sir. But please ain't in there. That's just me being curvy. (laughs) Follow me, motherfucker. (laughs) Fuck some me because I don't fuck with Facebook no more. So fuck some me there. Please, no, uh, Popo uh, unplugged from the motherfucking Matrix. He ain't fucking with that Facebook shit no more. I was even off of Instagram for a little bit, man. And I was like, it was. I don't, I don't want to say I had the itch, but I was like, I had the itch. I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you can only not touch yourself for so long. <laughs> Let me get these double digit likes. I need them. Yeah, and then and now and I have this weird stigma. Like when I'm on there, I have to do that infinite scroll. I gotta scroll until yeah. I can't scroll no more. Which usually because of how many followers you have or how many people you follow, it can only go back like five hours or whatever. But whatever, it's not endless. Yeah, yeah. It's not Tumblr. So okay, I figure out. Well, I'll have my uh, I'll stop. But if I do, then I like something. Like it gets someone's attention. I kind of have a thing to where I start liking once I post something. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm here. Papa in the building. You know, you know, I'm back if I like something. <laughs> he's, lurk, he's lurking again. I don't, I don't lurk. I don't, I don't look and not like. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. So. exactly. Because that's creepy if you look and don't like. I think that thing that's lurking. I, I don't lurk. I'm not a lurker. I can be creepy, but I'm not a creeper. If that means anything, if that makes sense. There's a difference. And uh, we are back from a hiatus, which is all my motherfucking fault. And uh, we are starting extremely late in the day, which once again is all my motherfucking fault. Such a nigga stare. <laughs> fucking, I flipped around at the CPT time. No fucking, um, at my job, we, uh, we're open for like four hours on Saturdays and I've been with the company since like January and I don't know how I managed to do it but I've only worked one Saturday the entire time I've been working there while people are working like every fucking time I don't know how I work my way into that 
but that finally caught up with me and they was like hey, we need some help on these off days <laughs> so fucking uh i went in today and worked uh worked a half day and um then last saturday i worked a half day and then when i got off work and when i got home the kids were asleep you know they tired and all that so i didn't want to wake them up to kick them out the house to do the show and uh the week before that uh your boy arizona verse was actually out and about having adventures with white people mm. and um i must say this this might be my new pastime is adventures with white people white people have a good time yeah, they will. I heard about when they get chocolate wasted. Like white people only, only white people get chocolate wasted. And I heard that. See, I had my adventures with white people without any type of foreign toxins or any type of uh, substances or what have you. Fucking uh, uh, the Mrs. Uh, Skips had uh, told me a while ago, like a couple months ago, she wanted us to do this foam blow thing. And me being a man, I half listen and half hear shit, and I just kind of agreed, like, oh, yeah, okay, that looks fun. Okay, foam people with foam, and it's an after party and all that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll check that out. And so uh, we get up there the Saturday before last, and what it actually turned out to be once I got there was it's a 5K walk. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, and you do it, uh, it doesn't start until, like, it was like seven or eight o'clock at night, so it waits. They wait until the sun goes down, and then they block off all these roads. So it's just, and they um, turn off all the street lights, and so it's just like dark out there. And then you have like these glow sticks, and then like everybody has their uh, foam glow T-shirts on, and then they shoot foam um, all over the place that glows in the dark and all that. And so you're just kind of walking this 5K trek you know with foam flying in every mile marker you go through this thing where it's uh, just blasting you with foam and all that and uh so i had the kids in the stroller i'm being you know the daddy pushing them doing the 5k with foam all over the place and uh we had a good fucking time man and so i'm like yo i may i may start fucking with this because uh steph through uh her job they have a um uh one of those fitness coaches and all that and so she did that warrior challenge a couple of months ago yeah. where you go through the obstacles and through the mud and you do all that shit. And I didn't do that one because you had to train it, get up at four o'clock in the morning to go train. And I'm not doing all that shit. But these adventures with white people is rather fun. This is some shit that a nigga from the hood would never have been exposed to if I didn't have a snow bunny on my team. And so I'm about yeah. to use this to my advantage and go have a good time with white people. See, <laughs> okay, public service announcement. Have you have you felt what? Times out with fun. Look, ah, I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> White people are fun, and they're great. They have good credit. We look at public. And only white people could think of a concept like, "Yo, let's walk for three and a half miles in the dark with foam flying everywhere while we're glowing." Like, only a white person could think about that. <laughs> so. I thought it was a running thing because I know my um, I get those little Groupon shits and and they made it seem like it was a big old deal like you have to you have to pre-order your tickets and this this and that and I thought it was actual like a running marathon so it's not that thing. See and that is the thing because it was like I want to say like eight thousand people there mm -hmm. and they let every so many hundred run every like five minutes or something like that so they did spread it out and there were people who were out there like running of course showing off or whatever doing their sprinting the whole time through it and running through everybody and all that and then you had uh, some like overweight and older people who were just kind of enjoying the walk getting out there and then you had some <laughs> what's up. Like I'm here for the phone. Excuse me. Excuse me. The phone is so funny. And uh, 
fucking um, you know, some of us out there with the kids or whatever, so the kids could experience the foam and all that. And um, it was a good time. So it's it supposed to be something else coming back out here. I think in like June. And um, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go fuck with it, man. Get out, especially since your boy back in the gym. I got my, my workout on of the day. My triceps are still sore. I'm trying to recover. I'm on. I was on the treadmill running for like five minutes. I got 70 year old people running. What's up? Um, that's what's up. I can only go like two minutes at a time, man. And then I'm like, I'm pat for life. I was so embarrassed because it was like these seventy-year-old couple, like next to me, and they had been going for like forty-five minutes. They were just drenched in sweat, and I was like, "Oh man, I was like at least do twenty. And I hopped on there. I got like seven minutes in. I was like, "I'm gonna go work on my upper body. Let me go ahead. <laughs> Let me stop this real quick. Shit, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Gotta step my cardio game up, man. Oh, telling me, Ember, when I went hiking with my boy Chris, he's like, "Oh, well, let's check out. Cause I've been messing with Squat Peak down here, and I've been." been going to the one on Saw Mountain for a good little minute. I was like, oh, let's try to peep out this other thing. Hopefully it's a good little workout or whatever. We go, none but old people, which, you know, I don't mind. These old motherfuckers are getting it in, though. They got their boots, they got their sticks, you know, they're plowing through that motherfucker. I'm just like, nice about it. Just here trying to catch my breath. Smoking don't help at all, but you know what I say to that. They don't. But uh, you only got one life to live, so you might as well motherfucking enjoy it. Yo, cancer can't come quick enough, I'm telling you. <laughs> and speaking of enjoying shit, uh, to all of the listeners out there, make sure you check out the IBHM podcast. As uh, we've been doing a gang of fucking updates, we've revamped it. We um, recently added a ADHD page for the people who can't keep up with the two, three-hour-long shows. Um, if you want to take us in bits and pieces... Go ahead and do that on the ADHD page where you could see the articles that we talked about. And then there's little five-minute clips of, uh, you know, the highlights of what we talked about with each different subject. And also, uh, your boy has been working on getting the blog together. I'm still trying to get some more people out there to join the community blog to share their ideas and opinions. But uh, I currently personally have, like, fucking, like, 30-something blogs up on the website ranging to from book reviews to lucid dreaming to um uh, gnostic christianity to all kinds of shit so uh make sure y'all check out the ibhmpodcast.com website and uh click 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 like and share it with a friend oh like comment and subscribe on and um Speaking of liking and subscribing, a recent article from CNET just came up, and apparently the more women folks on Facebook, the lonelier they are. So, uh, some... No, we had to get off of Facebook. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 sounding, I'm sounding too thirsty out here in these streets. Let me, uh... is real out here. It, It's real in social media, yo. It's, the thirst is real. I'm telling you, I'm a man of the desert. We from Arizona, yo. Mm. We mad thirsty, yo. <laughs> Fucking, uh, apparently, uh, it says, uh, it's curious how people define themselves by the fact that they love Al Green's Let's Stay Together or the Joy's Division's uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Is it because they want others to understand just how tasteful they are, or is it because they're desperate to find other people who like the same songs? A study out of New South Wales, Australia, paints an extremely sad picture of women who reveal themselves on Facebook. Um, apparently, in examining the Facebook postings of 616 women, the researchers concluded that the more information about themselves they put out there, the lonelier they actually were. 
Mm. Um, it says that uh, in disclo- disclose means not to just friends, but to the whole world. Basically, by them posting all the time, uh, they're basically subconsciously thinking somewhere out there, there has to be someone who likes me, or at least someone who's like me. So, all you uh, thirsty motherfuckers out there posting on uh, Facebook uh, every five fucking minutes, you're actually quite lonely, and you're snitching on yourself through your social media. Yeah. See, and and then it could be that they're lonely, or they got too much goddamn time on their hands. You know what I'm saying? I I... Too. <laughs> too much time on their hands, and they have no filters on their brain, and so just everything's. It's just it's diarrhea of the mouth or diarrhea of the thumbs, if you will. Just ta, 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 ta. I mean, cause it's so easy to like, though. And I think that's, I think honestly, the most suspect and obviously, well, Facebook's the one of the biggest killers because you could tell what you like, you could tell what you comment on. Motherfuckers can see who you, you know what I'm saying? Who you're pretty much shopping up with. Like nothing is personal on there. That's another reason why you know I had to back up. I'm like, oh. <laughs> But it, what's so funny though, and, and it does go, it does show you though what's on somebody's mind, because I don't know how many times I've posted the same, being real thirsty, I guess you can say. Um, there's a Dr. Dog song called Lonely. <laughs> or is it, is it called Lonesome? It, yeah, I think it's called Lone, uh, Lonesome, and it's pretty much uh, saying how hard is it to be lonesome, not hard at all, and that's pretty much yeah. the fucking hook. How hard is it lonely? How hard is it to be lonely? Not hard at all because it's just so simple. We need automatic attention. I know I need it. I crave it because yeah. I got to cage myself in my back cage because I can't be out in the street. I can't be out in public. I can't. I don't trust myself. Is what it is. <laughs> Especially out there with the Illuminati behind behind the head. For anybody who's watching us on YouTube, they, they found them. They found Papa. They uh they made an offer to both of us, and so we just we gonna leave it at that. I'm like, I'm gonna take it. Shit. <laughs> I need to pay rent. I owe bills. Niggas are garnishing my checks, y'all. Oh. I know, and what's going on with that? If you bring up on the show, let's just say this: I kind of ignored something that I thought was as easy ignoring. So one, my uh, my legal counsel, who by the way has not been that since this has happened, but they had they advised me, you know, that it was something that I could just kind of ignore. It wasn't. They've been chasing me for years, and been and running on these streets, and my my new job. They're like, hey, here he is, fucking and. Bam, and it's so funny because um, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call it out that my my super well my boss she's like the the big wig there at the office she's a white lady so Lord knows I love her mm-hmm. and I always kind of make a little joke about uh, you know anytime she needs moving furniture or some shit like that I'm like you know I'm like you got your beaner right here to you know what I'm saying work that beaner muscle for you she laughs it off of that and but every time I make these racist ass comments like she always like she kind of acknowledges it and she she never shies away and says oh that's bad or no she kind of she embraces the fucking the ridic- my ridiculousness anyways come to find out she's actually married to a fucking beaner uh, yeah 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 so I'm like ah okay maybe you know, is that what it is there, there's more of you hopefully you point my way anyway um she, I guess she calls him she calls him her little Mexican so I kind of make this little Kind of, and I don't know if it's considered sexual harassment or not. So I'm like, you need a big Mexican, you know, make or whatever. So one day, 
when I guess it's because you know usually every time she tries she gives me little gestures and it's probably just little acknowledgements or whatever I don't take it personally I can't get all hopped up thinking oh the bitch wants me yeah. but uh and, it, and I figured okay well maybe she sees Mexicans as her little pets you know what I mean because she has a little pet Mexican that she calls her husband right yeah so when one day she, she's kind of rubbing my back and I'm like oh I'm like I'm like oh did I do a good job mistress you know I'm kind of smoking with her thing. did I do good did the Mexican do good yeah. and then she puts and I didn't know she put something on my on my on my desk and I'm looking at it and it just is showing me what's you know the garnishment shit so I'm like ah, you gonna give me you gonna need, you gonna need to give me more than that little rub on the back to, to satisfy this wound but uh yeah so wow. I mean, whatever it's I'm pretty much yeah. back to about making my wound. yeah no, I feel yeah. you because I told you that I'm and I think we brought it up on the show but yeah I'm recovering from uh my check getting garnished i was living with a chick for like five years and uh my name was on her car and we broke up and i had never like made a payment on the car i had never um i don't think my name was on the insurance like i never got any type of uh paperwork any type of thing on the car so it was one of those out of sight out of mind things and then one day it was one saturday i'm sitting at home you know chilling uh, Steph and Kai was in the room taking a nap. I get a knock on the door and I've been served. And oh, it's like, served. oh, it's like we're going to garnish your check because uh, the chick that you was with, uh, she filed bankruptcy without notifying you. And now this $14,800, we going to get out of your ass. And since I signed the paperwork, there's no getting around it. I fought this shit for like six months and it was uh, taking like $500 out a month. And it finally got to the point where I was just like, fuck it filing for bankruptcy i mean my credit's already fucked all i can do is just rebuild from here so i said fuck it i took the l and started over so see oh gosh and and i don't know when is the time to do that i was contemplating that i remember you telling me this and that's what that's pretty much what they're taking they're talking about you know five bros a month which theoretically and some maybe someone out on the east coast or someone you know what i'm saying of a higher echelon that ain't shit but you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker got a whole lot of bills and uh, just a whole lot of just you know we have we have our living habits, you know. But even then, though, I'm, you, you've been to my place, nigga. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. humble. You know, what yeah, I'm yeah. I don't I don't need much to survive. But it's one of those things, like bam. So when I got my little my little raise, at, as it will, kind of went. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well gone away with that shit. Yo, and that was the crazy thing with me too, because I got like a what was it like a three dollar an hour raise. And then it was like the very next check, the garnishment hit. And so it was like, it just balanced out what my raise was. I'm like, I'm making the same amount of money. Yo, exactly. My nigga, you dog just took me to square one. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I got over. myself a little old ass PS3 right, right before the shit at the fan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it as is life, you know what I'm saying? And just and let that be a, a lesson to our listeners. You can't run away from uh, from shit that you just can't run away from. So you just know What's the uh, the statement? There's uh, two things that are certain: death and taxes, or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Number three should be uh, check garnishments. Well, yeah, no, the ta- taxing's another thing, man. Goddamn, like I feel like such a stereotype. Well, I mean, not to say I, I ran from shit, but I mean, yeah. you just got a little bit. You know, you got you got to get your shit in order. You got to get your paperwork in order. Yeah, you need your papers. And as a beaner, I should have known that. You got to get, get your, your papers. papers, especially being a beaner in Arizona. Yeah. Get your papers. Yeah. I, re- I retract that statement. I'm a spick, not a bean. <laughs> oh, so uh, over to hip hop, we actually a uh, bunch of shit kind of happened in the music world, if you will. And um, first things first, shots out to motherfucking Charlemagne the God. I'm a big fan of this dude. 
but more in the sense of if I knew dude personally, I probably couldn't stand this motherfucker. He seems like he get on he seemed like he'd get on my nerves a whole lot. But being a viewer and watching his videos and all that, I, I, I agree with a lot of the shit that he says. And he had recently going back to the whole shout out to Mr. Uh Gangs Delicious as we like to call him, Young Thug. Charlemagne the God uh, talked about Young Thug on Vlad TV and um, basically addressed the rumors that the Atlanta rapper is gay and advised the MC to come out if that is the case. Um, he started off by saying, I hear so many things about Young Thug. The main thing is everybody saying he's homosexual. I go to his Instagram. I don't know if he's a homosexual, but I know that if, he, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it might be a gay duck. Yeah. He says uh, Young Thug has his fingernails polished. He had a dress on. Uh, he'd be calling uh, guys baby, guys uh, calling guys his lover. I seen him sipping the double cups with the arm cross uh, with his man like they had a wedding. He was like, I don't know. He was like, uh, the I'm a stoner and Di Danny Glover uh, tracks are jamming. Um, I remember I did an interview here on Vlad TV, and I told y'all uh, four years ago, I said a gay rapper and hip-hop will work, but he gotta be hood. Didn't I tell y'all that? And from what I heard, they say Young Thug is about that fuck shit. They say he about that life, from what I heard. And um, so I, yeah, wonder, I wonder if he was reframing to, um, referring to the, his thug status, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, he about that life and i've seen a couple of uh videos and it's it's ignorance but um i've seen some videos of him in the hood and little seven-year-old kids throwing up gang signs and shit and like he's from a bad community if you will and he's about that fuck life so he's a fuck boy fuck boy he a fuck boy that fuck boys and you know what what actually got me on that article because then it goes on to talk to uh, to birdman and then birdman was kind of even acknowledging him saying yeah we got love for him i'll do whatever i need to for him i see him being up there with drake and, and little wayne and you know that that theory that uh you know that little wayne and drake you know they be fucking their, their little fuck boys or little fuck dolls for uh for mr uh, mr birdman yeah. so you wonder like and you know if they say that in the illuminati ask of shit that you know, you kind of have to have give a sacrifice or some shit, you know, to sacrifice your booty hole. And I'm wondering, I'm like, since, since I think about that life, you figure he's, he's down the road, right? Yeah. Okay. And every means of the word. And that's what I've been saying. And it's eventually, and it's not even saying, that, oh, there's this gay agenda going on or anything. I think there is a gay agenda, if you will, going on. But I think it's more about capitalizing off of gay people because gay people support one another. And this is their time to stand up for their rights and try to, you know, get their voices out there. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of corporations, I do think, are, I, and not all of them, but I think there's some corporations out there who are taking advantage of that. And they hop on the gay bandwagon because they'll know that gay people a lot of times are more successful financially if you will in straight people and so and they're also more willing to spend their money on the things that they believe in and so you could promote a gay agenda if you will to capitalize off of their uh, you know making money off of them and I guarantee with all this hip hop shit going on and all that it's eventually going to get to the point where we will have an openly gay or openly bisexual hood ass rap nigga and it's going to eventually get to the point that nigga use the faggot cause you ain't sucking dick like real niggas suck dick we're going to eventually get to that point and i think young thug might be the catalyst or the the beginning of that of this snowball avalanche of what the emasculation of hip-hop if you will is coming to i don't know
and you know, and it, and it has to be a black man to do it too, because you know, you know, y'all trendsetters, y'all niggas are some trendsetters. So exactly. if anyone's gonna make gay big, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be a black man. You know, a bunch of black thugs running around sucking dick or everything. That's you know, everyone gonna want a dick in their mouth, and then that's what young thug is. Uh, I don't know. See, that's and, and kind of like how well, I mean, we commented before, I commented before about how the Bible said, you know, everything that was considered quote unquote bad is going to be considered good. Yeah. Uh, and, and the day that fucking Lord forbid we just out somewhere and then motherfucker be like, oh, oh, you don't know something? You know, so just for it to be like, oh, wait, you, you, you ain't down like that? Like, like you're you're straight? Ew, look at the fuck, you know? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm scared for the day. May the Lord take me before that shit ever pop off. Like I said, cancer can't come quick enough. <laughs> so uh, everybody, go ahead and send your fare, uh, farewell wishes to motherfucking Papa. No. <laughs> Let me go out a happy man. My my fat come fly out here, fly me out there, and let's do the damn thing while, while my days are still here. You know, and that's my whole thing. Like I had a conversation uh, actually with my sister the other day. We we're just talking about some political shit going on in the world and just resources falling apart and the um, privacy being gone and all that. And like I had told her, I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, we kind of lost already because it's not enough free thinkers out there to try to rebuild this shit or to get the world back going in the right direction so continue to you know live your life and um enjoy this motherfucker until it falls apart because it eventually is going to fall apart and so enjoy ride this motherfucker till the wheels fall off dude live the yellow life i guess see and, and, I hate, and i hate that because then this it makes me feel like i'm not faithful you know what I'm saying? We, i have to be faithful and, and hoping that things are going to be better and all that's bullshit um, but kind of if you if you don't mind jumping into conspiracy theory, you know how they made accusations that well we've already talked about life and Mars and them kind of sending people out there and then what's that dude's name Richard Bry- Bronson or Bryson yeah. the dude from Virgin yeah, the Virgin he, dude, yeah. yeah he's doing um, like na- not I'm saying NASA flights but he has ships where you know you can actually and just actually, that's coming up later on in the show okay. yeah. we'll talk about that later then I guess but um it's it's becoming such an easy thing now. I would think, especially with the way social media is, the way our business is all out there, the government, which already knows all about us, they want us to be publicly known so that we can, you know, see everything, else we could be known for shit. So I'm wondering when that day comes where, I mean, we eventually run out of shit here on this earth and we figure out, oh, well, you know, we can substantially live somewhere else. They will take the, the, the cream of the crop and take them and all the fuck boys are going to be stuck here to kind of venture off into this post-apocalyptic fucking hell you know what I'm saying that we've predicted in movies I'm guessing I'm so, telling you I don't know welcome to America but, yeah and, and, and really quickly so I want to let go of the subject I want to move on to the next thing but especially with let's say the whole distraction the whole gay agenda yeah yeah I feel like that's another thing that we're kind of we're ignoring political stuff and I know one of the biggest things um, I mean pe- people have been assuming you know in the world and they, they are saying more strongly in 2015 we're gonna have a nuclear war now what, what's his name King, King Jong Il's son Il uh, what's the little one yeah I know what you're talking about yeah Whatever. I don't the, know. I know you talking yeah, about. I can't believe it. I've read so many fucking articles on the bastard. I keep forgetting his name. But the guy from North Korea, right? South Korea, North Korea, North Korea. North Korea. He uh, he's already made. You know what I'm saying? His threats about being able to, you know, throw nukes down, and the fact that he has his little, you know, partnerships with Russia. Like it's just it's an inevitable, an, an inevitable thing, and we just distract ourselves with so much bullshit, and yeah. it's so real out there, yeah. 
Yeah. And that whole um, nuclear thing always reminds me, it runs me back to uh, a video called, or a video by this uh, YouTube blo- vlogger named Nerd Writer. And I want to say the name of the video was like Element 92 or something. But uh, he had kind of broke that down that as um, species evolve, you eventually come across the periodic table and you eventually learn about uranium and then you eventually learn how to enrich uranium, which then creates nuclear weapons. And then you get to the point where you have for the first time in the history of civilization, you have a weapon powerful enough to wipe out civilization. And that's basically when your species comes to the point where they could evolve and become bigger and better creatures or they could let their ignorance destroy one another and i think that us as a human species because too much too often we look at each other as races oh you're black you're mexican you're white you're asian you're this no we're all part of the human race and as long as the human race is going to keep having this ignorance and fighting over uh religion and sexuality and 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 resources over this over that as long as we keep fighting over all of this shit eventually it's going to lead into either us getting over it and moving on to the next type of uh type one civilization if you will or we'll destroy each other with nuclear war and we're at that cusp we're at that point of human civilization that we got these nukes pointed at each other and it's like well who's gonna jump you gonna do it you gonna do it so either we're gonna blow each other the fuck up or we're gonna finally evolve as a species and move on bigger and better things and as history will kind of tell us we're probably gonna fuck shit up because <laughs> humans we're gonna fucking shit up they're gonna introduce crack let them kill them fight for themselves but you know that's what's gonna happen and then so. we're gonna we're gonna be screaming. Do you remember me? Remember me? So uh, instead of looking forward, let's go ahead and look back a little bit. Shouts out to the boy Fredo Star from uh, motherfucking Onnit. He sat down with a cat named Ill Will for an interview while promoting um, an album out in the UK. And um, he touched on, um, I guess the guy had asked him if Eminem went Hollywood. And he said, no, he was like, dude, still live in Detroit. He was like, dude, don't wear no jewelry. Uh, He probably dropped a truck and shit. He was saying that Eminem is definitely one of the rappers who didn't go Hollywood. But one of the bigger things that Fredo Starr brought up in this interview, which I thought was a real interesting um, topic, I wanted to get Popo's opinion. On it, he talked about when Sticky Fingers was on Eminem's second um, album called the Marshall Mathers LP when they did the joint together called Remember Me with RBS. And Fred O'Star said that he feels that Sticky Fingers outwrapped Eminem on his own track. And I will have to say, I think I agree with him. Yeah, I think, I think Sticky Fingers bodied that motherfucking record, yo. That was one of the, that was the whole thing with uh, Eminem being known as the uh, rapper who um, who would shut down a motherfucker on uh, somebody else's um, record or whatever that game made that whole reference. Somebody called Dre, Eminem just killed me on my own shit. And like how Eminem killed uh, Jay-Z on the Renegade track. Yeah. This is the one time I do have to say, I, I do agree with Fredo. I think Sticky Fingers got in M's ass on this record. Oh, then I was like, ooh. But you know what? On, on the real, the way um, 
because he he came in strong and mind you this is back when eminem was straight psychopath i mean you know what i'm saying it was cool to rape your grandma my ict so bullshit yeah. and one of my favorite lines in the way from whatever from what i remember is like i'm saying i didn't tell no but it's more like no 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 the fucking verse he was like niggas that take no for answer get told no yeah i've been told no but it was more like no 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 no, no. Like, oh, that'll fuck you if you let her better come better than better to be a competitor the vet is ahead of the shit is already you better and better a medic instead of cheddar's coretta settle vendetta one metal beretta from ghetto to ghetto evidence nope never lead a shred up i was like oh my god <laughs> like he bodied that track he did do a little yeah, uh, what, what's dude name what, what's that know. shit fucking brain so let's pick it put it in my so uh, this did bring up the topic. I've been wanting to bring this up on the show, and we hadn't had a chance to yet. Is there another instance that you could think of of a less-known rapper, if you will, shining a uh, or outshining a bigger rapper on their own record? Can you think of another time that happened? Besides, every time Kendrick is on is featured on a track, I mean, nothing that I can think of right away. <laughs> I have two in particular that oh. I can bring up off the top of my head. Okay. One is when uh, Chance the Rapper was on um, Childish oh, Gambino Loyalty. Yo, that's true. Actually, yeah. He he yeah. did steal the spotlight. He, that was on him. For that record, I'm trying to remember. I can't die. Let's see if I can bring it up. Oh, shit. I actually have it on my phone. But, you know, it, I mean, it's funny because he's... I mean, I think it was just that that taste of difference. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, and, and it kind of would make me wonder if that's why Gambino just had... Uh, Child, not child. Yeah, had Chance the Rapper only on the hook on that worst guys. Possibly. I mean, not to say that he was afraid of shit. That that being a sort of thing, because we know that Gambino wasn't uh, supposedly he's not a rapper's rapper. Yeah. Um, but you would have to think, especially that this was post. I want to say it was post the Control verse, was it not? No, this was before Control. Royalty was before Control. No, 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 no. But I mean, or... I mean. Uh, well, because the internet was after control, was it not? Oh yeah, because the internet was after control. Yeah, you're so, right. You're right. So what I'm saying is that you figure people are going to be a little, a little bit subconscious, self-conscious after after that, and, and it kind of it was a little bit of a stigma. Everybody was more on the who bodied who sort of thing uh, when that happened. So I mean, I don't know. That's just my guess in it. But yeah, I, and I, and I can't fucking I'm so pissed off. I can't remember the song that Gambino was on or that. I know it was called called They Don't Like Me. That was the name of the record. They Don't Like Me. Okay. All I remember is hooking his game. Gambino kind of came with a little bit when he kind of tried to act hood. Not hood, but had a little bit of a a sister flavor. uh, That's my song. I hold my purse or whatever the hell. (laughs) It fucking... um, That that was his on Black album, man. It was. And I gave it to him on that... um, that CD because he had a whole bunch of uh, guest appearances on there and I gave it to him because I thought that he did he held his own on every single one of those records I think that was kind of like he had did the camp CD and everybody kind of took him as a niche artist of the nerd shit but then he came out with his yeah he pulled his black card to show that he could rhyme and he got Nipsey Hussle and fucking uh, the black hippie and fucking some dudes from Wu-Tang and he had like a gang of niggas on there and he was showing that he could rap with other niggas but Chance showed that hey yo don't forget about me I spit yo 
You know what what's so funny too with uh, how we reference it is him kinda of showing out his black card. Yeah. And more sense is just him proving that he's black because I know for sure I mean, not to say that black kid is too big to be on the shit, but motherfucker had Bun B on there. So you yes. know he had a to legend. max out that black card to get these motherfuckers to get their verses because you know they wanted the money and you know yeah. it was a mixtape, so you know that came out out of pocket. Yeah. I'm pretty fucking sure. Yeah. And one other record that I could think of off the top of my head where I thought a uh, lesser known rapper showed up, a big name rapper, is actually, do you remember the track called Lady off of Obi Trice's uh, Cheers album with Eminem? Eminem was on it, right? Yes. And it was the, hey lady, hey darling, hey baby, I can't be your boyfriend if you tore that record. Yo, Obi Trice murdered that motherfucking. What was his song? Uh, oh, okay. What was his song? And Eminem, him and Eminem both kicked two verses, but I really thought that Obi Trice really came hard on that motherfucking joint. And um, Cheers yeah. one, the first Cheers was definitely his album. I mean, yes. listening, remembering back to this lead single, got some teeth. Like it was kind of. I don't want to say corny, but kind of on some, hey, I'm ridiculous, like Eminem sort of comedy. Yes, he was trying to do the whole, hi, my name is formula, and it didn't yeah. work for him, because that's what? not what he made He got attention. Yeah. yeah, got him attention, but it didn't help him with the longevity. But actually, I thought his second CD, CD talking about Obi Trice, uh, Second Rounds on Me, I thought that was a wonderful CD. It was harder. Yeah, it was focused. I thought that CD was very focused, and so... And it's one of those things that if you don't add up in sales, I mean, you don't really get a follow-up. And I'm not too sure because I think he released some other shit, but I'm thinking it was more mixtape format. I never got to – I really never really heard from him after that besides kind of seeing him pop up on Vlad. Besides, yeah. like, I know he can spit. I mean, come on. We know he's one of those lyricist cats that came out when Detroit was, you know, really on the yeah. you know, on the up and up, but just, just didn't pan out. I mean, and I really then, thought then 50 was out at that time, so he kind of took all the shine and kind of made things all kind of held the, the realm of creativity and, and what was hot at the time. It's a little spin. And the one thing, shouts out to Shady uh, Records, which I thought was some real shit, because it was Jimmy Iovine and the, their decision to drop Obi Trice because the record sales wasn't sticking up there. And I thought what really showed that was later on, Obi Trice dropped an independent album on like a label no one's ever heard of, and Dre gave him some beats for that CD, and Eminem showed up on a couple of records. And you know M gets a million fucking dollars for showing up somewhere. You know Dre gets a million fucking dollars for her beats. You know that Obi Trice didn't have that in his budget. So they looked out for him to like, yo, it's still all love. The big bosses, you know, got rid of you, but we still fucking with you. I thought that was some real shit. So. Well, I mean, good for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you would hope. I mean, I would think so. I mean, shit. Yeah. Wow. House. Yeah. So. And going from. Uh, and I was, was going to say really quickly before, oh. before we jump in, because I think this, this might kind of hopefully push it that way too. I'm wondering if maybe that's why. Eminem's kind of showing so much love towards Slaughterhouse because maybe he didn't do as much as he could have you know what I'm saying for Obi or just the fact that I mean they have the you know reality TV boosting that's going to get garnered some attention for you know Joe Budden but yeah, because you, know, you figure Slaughterhouse ain't going to sell I mean and and, that, and I heard the, the mix it which is pretty cool I, I, I was only about a handful of songs that I actually gave you know four to five stars on yeah um, 
but it made, made me wonder like I wonder if it's kind of you know how white people have that you know white guilt you know what I'm saying yeah. I wonder if that's what it was like I let me get over these niggas over here <laughs> hey yo I downloaded the house rules mixtape I haven't listened to it but I know one review I read they did say that they thought from a songwriting standpoint that Slaughterhouse is going more in the right direction because they said that Slaughterhouse has a habit of kind of like battling each other on records but it's just about who can kick the dopest rhymes as opposed to let's make a good song and that's what Slaughterhouse and that's always been the issue with like dope ass battle rappers have always had a hard time making good albums because they're more about just spitting hard bars but it's a difference to crafting a song and spitting hot bars so and actually, and one of the things I like to so obviously they all been, they all come from different areas, they all have different backgrounds. Uh, there was one song that I only song I gave five stars to, and it was called Struggle. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of you know obviously coming from the ghetto, you know you can get a bunch of ghetto Terry uh, ghetto tales. Uh, but it was a sort of thing to where they they were feeding off of off of each other because then I think it was Joel's or uh, Joel's or Joel's Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, when, yeah. Uh, when he when he came in, said, oh, "I guess it's, I guess it's my time to vent." Like he had said that right yeah. before he started his verse, and I mean, yeah. Like so, there, there's there's a couple good tracks on there, and they definitely tell tales, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and if anybody out there hasn't listened to Slaughterhouse and want to know what they're about, the best fucking record, and you're gonna need about 15 minutes because this song was like over 10 minutes. They had a record on their last mixtape called Truth or Truth where it was a playoff of truth or dare but instead of truth or dare is truth or truth and each one of them kicked like 48 bar verses just about the shit that they going on and uh, that was going on in their life and it was some real ass motherfucking shit and each one of them came with some real ass shit and so if you really trying to see what slaughterhouse is about people check out motherfucking truth or truth once again it's like 10 fucking 15 minutes but it's some real ass shit so shouts out to hip-hop and, and you know, um, and you show yourself, you show your ass on the record. You know, you really do it. Especially as, as far as if you're a really good lyricist, you show your ass. You put it all on the table. You gotta put, put it all out there. Exactly. Similar to fucking certain hidden or not so hidden camera footage that later gets unrevealed. You see what the fuck happened, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, uh, apparently the Illuminati dropped the ball, as uh, as I'm pretty sure all of you are aware of by now. Fucking uh, Jay Z got attacked by his sister-in-law. Solange in a motherfucking elevator, and, and I'm so mad that we can get to report this right because you know, this happened right before yeah. the, the show was supposed to come on, and then due to technical difficulties. But yeah, yes. holy mm -hmm. shit! Yeah, so uh, in case those these our listeners haven't fucking uh, heard what happened, what? Yeah, long story short, for anyone who's been living under a rock for the past couple of weeks, uh, Jay Z or uh, some video footage from a hotel leak, and uh, TMZ got a hold of it, uh, and um, Jay Z and Beyonce and a security guard and Solange are shown getting to a elevator. There's no audio; it's black and white. This is a security camera, and for some unknown reason, Solange begins to very aggressively go after Jay-Z in an attempt to stick her foot up his ass and um, actually shots out to Jay-Z I have to give it to him he held his cool and I think anybody who uh, always has thought that Jay-Z is put on the front with his Mr. I'm so cool he kind of showed himself that that is who he is he's Mr. Cool motherfucking Joe Cool did not fold under pressure and he didn't put his hands on that woman which in a real regular situation two regular people if he would have put his hands on her I would have been like well she kind of put herself in a man's position so I kind of like 
get it like okay like you know you're a woman and you don't want a man to put their hands on you so don't put your hands on that man don't put him in a situation to test his manhood but on the other side i had to give it to jay-z because nigga you worth like a billion dollars like if you put your hands on her you're about to lose your empire and so it was very smart of him to just hey chill the fuck out bitch like hey back up so well, you know what? I mean, I feel like in some of the videos, like, not to say he, like, obviously, you're going to block, he was blocking himself when she was kicking. So I understand that, you know, kind of putting out there so you don't, you know, get too fucked up. But there's a couple of times where he kind of, it looked like he did a little push, which, mind you, like, we, we, can, we, we can call a push, you know what I'm saying, what it is. But, I mean, it was a little push. Well, I mean, mind you, what the fuck would you do in that situation? But I don't think he was all the way cool, but he definitely fucking, he definitely caught himself, that's for sure. So... And I fucking, um, I thought this was pretty interesting though. There was a um, uh, article that came out like a week or so after, it and it said that um, it was a body language expert who analyzed uh, Beyonce's reaction to the whole thing. Because I think that was the thing for me that was most interesting out of the whole situation. It wasn't more or more so what happened between Jay Z and Solange. It was how Beyonce was so detached from the moment. That is what caught my attention. Mm -hmm. And um. Judy James, who's a body language expert, uh, had reacted to the video clip, and she said there's some kind of law among siblings that you protect them, and Beyonce's lack of reaction is amazing. It suggests that Beyonce either agreed with her sister or she was uh, completely obsessed with protecting her brand. Well, I mean, and you figure too. I mean, she's, I mean, she's Queen B, quote unquote. And I mean, she's gonna she she can't she can't be seen doing such like that. Which I mean, I don't know Solange. Not to say she doesn't got nothing to lose, but I mean, because we don't know what the situation was. Which I'm yeah. so fucking curious about. Because I mean, really, what would drive this bitch to do it? And I forgot what commentator I heard say some shit about me. Like, it didn't look it was her first time. She kind of went right at it, went back at it again. Because TMZ then re released more footage. So I mean, yeah. if she didn't get it in the first time. She fucking sure as fuck got it in the second. So. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And then later on that week, I thought it was funny because all of them uh, posted a picture like outside of a fucking Denny's or something, smiling. The whole PR pitch picture. Oh, we're a happy American family now. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But uh, speaking of uh, not so happy American family, um, have you been keeping up with this motherfucking Floyd Mayweather and TIB that's been going on? I actually heard about it because our, our little power station down here, Philly 98.3, they were all day on it, and it's so fucking hilarious. I'm not accessible. They don't really have too much room to talk about news and shit, so, I mean, if it's hip-hop related, I guess that's kind of when they have their win to be able to say something. But yeah, just on and on, like every, you know, segment that they have the opportunity to, they kept on, they, they were mentioning about that they got in a big old fight, and, yeah. you know, and, you know, I don't know if Tiny... Uh, was she from Escape or was she just some random bitch? No, she was from Escape. Yeah, okay. A uh, super ugly one in uh, Escape. Ow. She was. Yeah. And <laughs> super ugly. And she kind of is too. Now, I mean, not to talk shit because, you know. Yo, real quick, not to cut you off, but there's many, many a celebrities where you would understandably give someone a free pass that hey, I wouldn't let you cheat on me in any other instance, but you had a chance with that celebrity. I can't get mad at you. Tiny is one of those celebrities who I couldn't fuck her with the Nets man's dick. There is nothing attractive about Tiny. I just think she admits not to talk about a man's not to talk about a man's woman, but I do not find her attractive whatsoever. Not one bit. But you know what, though? <sighs> And then, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't get the whole gist of She kind of reminds me of some girl that I've seen off on the Flavor Flav. I forget what her fucking name is. But they, New York? Yes. 
explain to me so much of it. So part of me, you know, kind of begs the question, what does that mouth do? What but that mouth do, you know? Yeah, I did it, you know, it's not something, it doesn't tickle me. But I would, I mean, I would imagine, obviously, it's your wife, you know, and of course you'll be heated. And, and another thing that would make me hella insecure, because I, I could be proud of my dick, my dick game all day. Yeah. But there's always going to be a man that's going to have more money, usually. And yeah. is Floyd not the money-making team? Money Mayweather. And I thought, uh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, I mean, that's gonna be enough to fucking, you know, tickle my ass a whole lot because she's out here shouting them out on Instagram and taking pictures. And it's like, it's one of those things you just, you got, you can't help but not feel. I mean, I don't know. Cause then yeah. again, it'd be like, he has, he has Iggy Azalea next to him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, if I was tiny, I would be scared. But then again, no, and I guess the story is that they were kind of estranged, if you will. They hadn't, they were kind of separated a little, I guess, and that Tiny had been hanging around with Floyd a lot, and T.I. caught feelings, and I don't know if it was T.I. being super hood or if it was being him being super fucking stupid, but you're trying to get into a physical altercation with the pound-for-pound pound baddest man on the fucking planet. Sorry, T.I., I don't give a fuck how hood you are. Floyd Mayweather is going to break your fucking jaw. Like, Mayweather hands are lethal weapons. And the funniest part about all of it was there was a video, like, a week later or something like that, and somebody was recording Mayweather talking to his money team, and Mayweather was like, I told T.I. these hoes ain't loyal. I was like, that is fucked up. So, it is what it is, man. These hoes ain't loyal. Yo, and it's so funny too. And I, I made a meme. I didn't bother posting it online because I figured oh, I missed my chances. This is during my month off break from, from IG. Yeah. But I remember because um, my sister got to touch that song, and then they play that fucking thing like goddamn. Who song is that? Huh? Whose song is that? I think it's Chris Brown. Oh, okay. Because I don't know. I know the saying, but I don't know the song. So. Yeah, I think Chris Brown. I think YG's on it, and some other fucking young whippersnapper. But uh. Yeah. I, I laugh though because uh, not not to say my sister's in that category, but when I when I see uh, girls who be singing that song, especially because a lot of girls put their little reaction videos online. Yeah. So I think to myself, I'm like, well, the meme that I made was, Ho- uh, these hoes ain't loyal, says every hoe on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like they, it's like the, it's like the goddamn anthem. It's their chance to do this. Like, uh, 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 we show sure ain't loyal. Anthem. So I can't call them. So uh, and then in, in the article, it actually because I did I did skim through it. And it says something about um, he's like I'm out here. He's like every night, you know, making I guess, I'm assuming he's meaning making appearances. Yeah, I hadn't seen how Ti had been looking. So if some shit did go down, I mean, mind you, his 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 shits are lethal weapons. So I think that's yeah. why he restrains himself because he knows like shit. I can get hard off the jail if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Are you right? You looking at the background? You good? Oh no, NBA 2K in the background. I'm saying it. I'm, uh, I'm in the first round of playoffs. I was saying how my team did. So ignore me. <laughs> ah, you know, I keep, you know, I keep the WWE Network or motherfucking 2K14 going on in the background. Every time I go over, that 2K's in the background. I ain't just beat the game yet. Shit. I always, I beat it and I start over. Same shit with Civilization. I beat it, start over. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. Motherfucking replay value. That's what it's about. It goes down and we rebuild it up. Exactly. So, uh, speaking of building up, I guess that's a good segue. Shouts out to Black Hippie. And I don't know why. I'm, I was already excited. And I don't know if the video or the song or what it was, but, um, 
I'm motherfucking excited for this new Ab Soul album that's coming out. Like, I'm excited enough that unlike Schoolboy Q album, who I downloaded when it came out, Ab Soul, I think I'm gonna go to the store and buy this CD. I'm like, I'm excited to hear what this Al Ab Soul CD is about. He's worth the dollar for sure. Yeah. Especially after, for anybody who hasn't seen it, this motherfucking uh, Stigmata, first off, the record goes hard. I think I, I really like the record. And um, he has a video, and he's doing the whole Jesus crucifix thing with the cross on his shoulder, and he's bringing it up, and he got the thorn uh, around his head and all that. And uh, the name of the album is called wow. These Days. And, like, did you see the album cover? Um, you know what? I, I don't remember if I saw it. it it's it's is it, it? It looked like it was a screenshot of the video. It yeah, looks it like. looks like they probably did the uh, photo shoot for the album the same day they did the video because it's him just sitting in front of the cross with like blood leaking down his hands. It says these days, and like Absol got some shit. Like he got some shit to say. And the other thing that's real interesting about Absol is a lot of people don't know. Like he has a lot of health problems. Like that he's detailed in his music. He has. That's the reason why he wears the shades because he has the. I forgot what it is. He has some issues with his eyes and then he has some other fucking disease that that's the reason legally why his lips blind. are all black what's up like supposedly he's like legally blind or something like that that's I why you always see him with those locs on it ain't just because he comes from cali and he's a loke thug crip but um that's why he always has his glasses open like his, he has that eye sensitivity or some shit bring up exactly what it is uh, yeah something we're sensitive to light but one thing that kind of that made me question things and and uh because i know automatically you know i'm thinking it's blasphemous you know kind of posting up you know yeah. popping up like jesus even though it was a message just saying that he's kind of resurrecting bringing and he's bringing hip-hop back even though it kind of hasn't been well back if you will all but, up. Um, well i'm just saying like just kind of bringing resurrecting you know what i'm saying coming from all this shit but what's so funny that i mean because i don't know if he's mocking or not because I, don't, I can't tell where he is uh, spiritually because I know he makes references in music by not being religious and yeah. he's mocked Jesus and his songs before and then you know he's he referenced the book of Job so I know he he has to have some sort of sp spiritual religious but I don't call I yeah. call it religious but some sort of spiritual background because like I said he referenced the book of Job yeah. in one of his songs and about you know we're all familiar with the book of Job hopefully our listeners yeah, yeah. someone who kind of was seen as you know, he just, he was an honorable man. God kind of let the devil have at him and, you know, to showcase, you know, his loyalty. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. So, my, I'm wondering, he like, if it, was, if it was kind of, a, I, I'm, I'm hoping he didn't mean it in a disrespectful way to kind of. I See, know. with Soul, I would take Soul, like, this kind of reminds me going back to the Hate Me Now video with Nas and Puff Daddy. And I remember they did a crucifix um, kind of thing on there where Nas was on the cross, Puff Daddy was on the cross. And before the video came out, uh, Nas was like, yo, we got to take this down. He was uncomfortable with it. And I got Nas's take on it. Like Nas, not so much. I wasn't worried about him doing anything with the cross. I was more concerned with Puff Daddy because I think Puff Daddy is a piece of shit, to be 100% honest. <laughs> like, he's a piece of shit. Anything he's doing, he's doing to make money. Absol. I don't see him being about the money. I see him being about a point or a statement or expressing himself. And so I took it as a creative expression because even like the song, like if that's his single, that's not playing on the radio. Like nobody's playing that stigmata record. That's not nothing that's going to go hard in the club. Like he's, he put out a single which represented who he is and it's not going to cross over. That's not a crossover record. So I think that he had 
um, good intentions in the sense of that he, he I don't think he's doing it to make money off of it. I think he's making a statement. And so I want to see what he's talking about on the album. And I, I think he's making a statement. So. Oh, no, for sure. No, and he, he's always been about that. And even uh, Ken, King Kendrick has referenced him as being the lyrical genius out of all of them, which yeah. obviously, I mean, I side more with Kendrick, but I know that I'm not disappointed when I hear a verse from him. You know, yeah. he's always kind of, he's giving you some insight. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited about the album. That's something I want to cop for sure. I was more pissed off about the Roots latest endeavor, but I mean, I don't I know. I still ain't heard it yet. I've been trying to download it, but I can't find a good torrent. So, just snitched on myself, but I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> so. I would I would honestly say, and that's, and mind you, I love the Roots. I'm a big Black Thought fan, and I just kind of throw this out. I'd say it's not worth the money. But honestly, mm. when I buy a Roots album, and mind you, I love the fact that they're a hip-hop band and they have a lot yes. of live, you know, live instrumentation, which this album definitely is. It's a, it's a good, there's the most live instrumentation that they've ever had before, but there's hardly shit coming from Black Thought. Oh, that's whack. Yeah. Like, I kid you not, like, there's hardly a verse. Like, there's not even a verse. He's not even on that. There's 10 tracks, twos, two are skits. Yeah. The other two, four songs are, like, just singers. And I kid you not, and like he out of, I don't know how many that counts off. So he's like literally on, on three songs. And even then he has like but one verse because they have Craig Porn and yeah. some other fucker that they always bring on. Um, that That's always on that shit. And I mean, they all give legitimate verses, but there's not enough black thought. I mean, this yeah. motherfucker either needs to do his solo album already, which I'm not sure if that ever released. But I would buy a loose album to hear this fucker spit and he's hardly on three tracks. That's why right. so, you just uh, convinced me not to even fuck with it because I, I fuck, mean it's still I worth. Like it. <laughs> I'll say it's worth the listen because yeah. as a Roots fan, I feel like they they tell a story. They definitely they 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 pull together cohesive shit without having to make anything theme based. Well, not theme based, but without having to be yeah. a concept album. They do that like Undone, totally portrayed fucking story. It, it gave you all of it. I think this was that evolution from that but it just oh, it's not a hip-hop record i mean it wasn't you know what i'm saying black thought wasn't spinning the way i, I would have hoped oh he didn't give enough is what it is yeah. he did dope on what he did but there was enough of him and that's awesome. him. yeah that's what tells me right there like okay i mean yeah, Raheem the last little thing i want to talk about oh album. no go ahead go ahead you can drop this fucking album after this <laughs> raheem the bond's on two tracks and he's definitely one of my top r&b singers that's doing it right now that's truly r&b that's not lost in this whole trance Shake your ass. Yeah. Yeah. See, Black Thought, going back to Black Thought, I cannot mother... I, I hope before he's done with music, he puts out at least one solo album. At least one. I just need at least one CD of just him doing his motherfucking thing. Kind of like Lauryn Hill. I wish Lauryn Hill would have did more music, but I'm happy with the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Like, Black Thought, I need just one album of just you spitting throughout the whole thing. That's all I need. I wonder if that makes it tougher too, because you figure like it's it's been so long time coming. Like how the like you you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like your like, thoughts. Like it it's such an urban legend to it that it has to go above and beyond for people to even respect it. So and then I wonder like is, is that kind of racist? Fuck it. Like I don't. There's no. And especially after making that billion dollar deal, like does he kind of feel like that? There's no need. Honestly, you know there's no need for it. But I mean, musically speaking, you're a, you know what I'm saying? A musical person like. I, and As an all, artist, you figure you need to push it out. And in all honesty, we're at a point in the game with music where 
it's too much hard work to try to kick out a classic and not get the uh, the financial backing or the support from the community, if you will, that it takes for all that. Like me, once again, I'm, I, I did music, not on a major label, national tour type level, but I put out music and I sold music and I get role, I made royalty checks, et cetera, et cetera, all that shit. I understand how difficult it is to get into the studio and knock out a full length CD of album worthy stuff. And to do all of that and also have the label in the air about, oh, it needs to sound like this. Oh, the streets need you to sound like this. Oh, the ladies want to hear this. Oh, the radio needs something like this. Oh, yeah, it's finally out. Oh, the critics got this to say. And like all that pressure, I understand like some artists, it's not worth it. Like you, that's the reason why you have like a Method Man and the Most Deaf and like even like the Buster Rhymes. They do way more features spitting on other people's shit. So they ain't got to deal with all the fucking label politics having to put music together. And that's the one thing the music industry has fucked up is they've taken the music away from the artists if you will it's all about making money and now it's not about the fucking craft like let them do they fucking thing but whatever but with Dre though it's not even like he 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 has an album deal like you know like this album's due you know what I'm saying like I'm pretty sure like I don't know if he's even considered as a not to say that we don't consider him as an artist but as far as the Interscope roster goes like I doubt he's listed on there as an artist any longer. As an artist, yeah. And, I mean, and it's not like, and, and you know for a goddamn fact, Jimmy Iving will put money behind it if need be because he fucking he, he owes that man a blowjob or two. But I'm wondering, like, what the like I'm wondering, and obviously it's not like he has he doesn't have the resources. I'm pretty sure he has a fucking recording studio at his fucking crib. Like it's not yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Like there's I don't know he has no excuse. But I just feel yeah. like oh go ahead. I was gonna say this motherfucker just has no excuse. I mean, he has it there. I mean, if, if you talk about spending so much money and all these resources, there's already so much shit in the can. I mean, we took we how long have we been this album? Like, you know, he has that shit. Gay Quick swears that he has heard over 400 records that was supposed to be on the Detox album. So that tells you he has records in the can. But like Dre and Jay Z are kind of in the same position where they've eclipsed hip hop in a in a sense where anything they put out, they're competing with themselves. And so it's not so much so uh, without a good album. It's like you you put out a good album, but those last two were classics. So they need to be better than those last two. Just like with Jay Z, Jay Z cannot put a record out without it being compared to Reasonable Doubt or Blueprint. And that's when you start battling yourself. And so I understand how that can fuck up your creativity, especially with Dre being as much of a perfectionist as they say he is. And the last CDs that he's worked on with artists like the fucking Kendrick CD, he didn't do any hardly any production on there the fucking Eminem relapse CD that Dre did all the beats the beats were fucking horrible like he had a couple of good ones on there but like I think Dre has gotten to a point where he psyched himself out where he can't put out anything hot because I think it's he's it's it's just like a basketball player getting ready to go out there and shoot the game when it's shot and the audience is saying hey don't miss this shot it's like well fuck it's in my head now I can't get over this now because I know I'm gonna fuck up and so I think that's where Dre's at. Dre's lost his own, and that Detox album ain't never coming back. So. I guess I can live with the fucker. Just the, the hip hop fucking little bo- little boy on me has been waiting for Santa Claus to come and nigga never came. Like, when he comes to the hood, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, he gave us Kush, and that that shit had a good response. Yo, Kush went hard. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest mm-hmm. kind of thing in the, in the history of hip hop. That was the 
that was the one time where I was like, oh shit, Detox is finally coming out because he yeah. dropped Push and he dropped I Need a Doctor. And I Need a Doctor was okay, but it was still like, oh, he's putting out singles. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, that was like three, four years ago. It's, it's not. Yeah. Bad. I kind of wasn't feeling Need a Doctor. Well, maybe because I, I think I was getting tired of Eminem at the time. Eminem but... was doing the screaming thing that he does yeah. too fucking much. But... Real aggressive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You gotta go ass up. I was gonna say, did you ever listen to the um, Iggy Azalea? No. I, I like her for her looks. That's about it. <laughs> I did. I, I finally listened to the whole song Fancy. I finally watched that whole video. We talked about it a while ago. and I just want to fight her on a thigh. That's all I want to do. Just one time. I, I don't think I'd be able to control myself around her. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why this bitch, when she doesn't do CrossFit anymore, because motherfuckers keep on fingering her. Like, there's a reason for that shit. She's just yes. that bad. Yes. Um, the album was actually somewhat halfway decent. A lot of it was kind of like, I'm not sure if it was referenced towards ASAP Rocky or whatever, but a lot of, you know, I'm better without you songs, which every bitch yeah. is going to make a song, songs have songs like that. Yeah. Um, there was one track that was called Keep On. Uh, something about keeping it 100 and you know she gets with nigga on it like you know to, with her little hood uh, uh, characterization that, that she portrays in hip hop or in her, in her music but uh, she obviously she can spit she has, she, has, she has some decent shit but she actually sang in a few tracks on it somewhat decent but total um, cookie cutter shit I mean yeah. but it's worth the listen though I mean she really can't do any better than work and that yeah. song yeah. fancy Although I love the Clueless montage, or uh, not montage, but the homage to Clueless, I actually thought she looked ugly in those preppy clothes. Like, I prefer my white yeah. bitches looking ghetto and ratchet. Like, I, I don't like, I like them. Ratchet homies. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, motherfucking uh, the homie Trav Lord real quick. He said, uh, Pop, he said, Popo bullshitting on Facebook. He ducking me. He even ducking me on the gram. So he just called you out, yo. Oh, I ain't ducking him. And, and matter of fact, uh, happy belated birthday, Trav Lord. Uh, and I, I don't have your fucking number, so I couldn't text you. So, uh, <laughs> but, I, I, but fucking uh, on my word though, I did bring it up to to verse. I'm like, yo, did you tell him happy birthday? Yeah, he did before the show started. It was funny because even Skip stopped me before she left. She's like, did you tell Trav happy birthday? And I'm like, yes, of course. I'm like, shit, everybody sweating me like I didn't. <laughs> and I just feel like an asshole for not doing it. I should have did a little post on on IG. But like I said, I, I I tried to limit myself, bro. Cause I I have an addictive personality, brother. Like when I get some booty, I just want to be in the booty. When I get a video, same shit with IG. I just I go on there, scroll till I can't no more, and usually it's on a 15 minute break. So fuck, I'm fucked, and I gotta go back to work. <laughs> Forget about it once I go home, cause I'm too busy whacking and tearing up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's time is limited. It gets limited. Speaking but, uh, of time being limited, um, there's been a lot of mass murderers. <laughs> <laughs> Killing, limiting the time of people, and shouts out to Upworthy. I don't fuck with this website as much as I should. They have a lot of interesting stuff, and I'm signed up to their weekly little newsletter thing. And um, they had interesting posts uh, after the whole Elliot Roger thing, where they basically broke down in the last 33 years, 70 of the 71 mass murders in the USA all had one thing in common, and the one thing they had in common were they were all men. It says beyond that, most of them felt that they were somehow being denied something that they should have been given. That attitude didn't appear out of thin air. It was honed by our culture, generation after generation, perpetrating bad ideas and stereotypes over time. Elliot Rogers is just the latest uh, permutation of the guy who thinks that he is owed something and demands retribution. Rather than figure out that maybe he might not be communicating with women properly, he blamed their lack of interest on them. 
The vast majority of men aren't evil, though. It does us no good to vilify an entire gender, but our culture that perpetuates this attitude among a small minority of men needs to be scrutinized so all men and women can feel safe to speak the truth. And um, I do think, yeah, there is definitely something to it. I also, I kind of had this conversation with Skips uh, after the shit happened. I was like, and once again, it's not to turn into a race thing, but being black is hard to not see race in a lot of things. And I kind of was like, hmm, here's another young white male going around with a gun, fucking people up. And once again, we're looking at him as an isolated case. If all these mass murderers were black teenagers going around killing a bunch of people, people would be screaming from the top of the lungs saying, what's wrong with these black youths? Why are they doing this? Because unfortunately, a lot of black people are treated at times like a monolith. It's one black person does something that represents what all black people are like. But no one's trying to take guns from all these damn white boys who keep going around shooting up schools and shooting up shit. It keeps being white kids. So can we talk about what's going on with white males? What's going on with you white males? Why do you feel the need to go around and kill a bunch of people? Let's let's get Bill O'Reilly to talk about this shit. Let's Fox News talk about the epidemic in communities. Let's talk about it. So I just I get pissed off because once again another white kid shot up a whole bunch of shit and everybody's like oh well this kid oh well he was going through this and he went through that but the second a black person does something and even if they're in a ghetto or impoverished environment it's like oh you see how those niggas are oh so god those damn jungle bunnies are so goddamn violent so what the fuck happened there pisses me off so rest in peace sales people because it's uh, horrible to see anything bad happen to anybody but it just it pisses me off that shit like this keeps happening it's like no one's looking at at it from that perspective if you will in the mainstream media so whatever fuck them all and we, we talk about all the time too a lot of times when people they reveal themselves there's so many signs and honestly i said we distract ourselves with so much meaningless shit that we don't bother to actually take a look at you know and i take a look and analyze of the obvious signs that people are showcasing i mean even yeah. even you know and mind you this is a comedy show so i mean people can't take this shit up you know completely as real or you know what i'm saying that you point fingers but we reveal a lot about ourselves so so in that i mean what you know what i'm saying like motherfuckers they can't do that though they don't want they don't want to showcase too much and that's yes it's another thing and if you're screenshot i'm gonna be very pissed at you <laughs> did you hear it i was yeah, taking I can, a screenshot <laughs> i got a little icon too but uh and i'm just like i'm my good side may think oh the trap said peep your uh, ig direct so oh okay traps at that all right yeah I tell him I will. Um, but yeah, yo, um, what you gonna call it? Yeah, fucking it. And it's a, it, and that, you know what? And that's this is where kind of where I think they might, if they do finally let down that lever and you know kind of let the race thing go aside and truly take a look at you know the cause there's obviously what do you call it? There's uh, not statistics, but there's a his track record of you know you know of all this. You figure we would tie the loose strings already. Yeah. And being the fact that you know we're so connected and our fucking phones are always on and. You know, battery don't come out, so the shit's always on. And even for battery die, the shit's still always on, and they're cracking us. Like, it's not what's sad is that it's is that it's not until we're a person of interest until they've actually take the time to fucking to really look at it. But by the time it's already fucking too late. Yeah. I mean, unless we got to be on some minority report shit. I mean, yeah. fucking pre-pod shit. And I saw a report. I didn't finish reading it um, because the, just this whole thing, and not even outside of the race thing. Just a simple fact for somebody who was going through some shit like 
I don't, I, I think suicide is fucking stupid. Like, just live your life when the shit is over, the shit is over, and we don't know what the fuck is on the other side. It could be a hell of a lot worse than what we're going through now, just to be 100% honest. None of us know. So it's like, ride the motherfucker till the wheels fall off. But um, I get pissed off when I see someone go through or have some type of issue, and they take it out on everybody else like, my day is fucked up, my life is fucked up, so instead of fucking myself up, I'm gonna take some other people with me, like, that shit just always fucking irks me, but the one thing that I saw that was interesting was there is a story that, um, the police had stopped by this guy's house to check on him, and so, like, like you had said, there was some concern, like, something's up with this guy, and there was the whole video, I couldn't even watch it, but it was a video of him talking, uh, in his car about women, you know, it was, like, supposedly, like, the day before he went out killing everybody and just... The signs are there. Like, just pay attention, people. The signs are there. That, you know, when you see somebody going through some shit, like, just reach out and hat. Like, Popo, you need a hug, man. Come bring it in, man. Air hug, man. Bring it in. Yeah. You have no idea how bad anybody is. Let me find you some ass, man. It'll get you over all this, man. You just they don't last so long, though. Even if it goes <laughs> the time, the, the, the happiness in my heart and fucking the and the relief in my dick only lasts for so long. Cause when I rise so again, like the phoenix, and, <laughs> you know and then you know, say I must feast again. You know, Shit. ain't no jokes in this back cave. I'm thirsty, thirsty, nigga. I'm thirsty. <laughs> And uh, speaking of thirst and the last thing we'll probably bring up about race, I thought this was interesting that uh, Mike Myers finally came out and said this. Uh, talking about Hurricane Katrina, Mike Myers went on record and said, had that been white people, the government would have been there faster. And um, one thing I will say to begin with, I wish he would have said that when Kanye said Bush don't care about black people. Like, he had your moment right then to say that shit. Yeah, he did the whole... That fucker went blank. That nigga was shook. And I, my favorite part of that was when they switched the camera over to Chris Tucker. And same thing. Like, that nigga didn't know what to say. Like, uh. Y'all, I'm going to follow up that. commercials. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so, that shit was crazy. But, uh. It's always pointless when they make these fucking statements. I mean, it's kind of like. Minute. like, But mind you, it gets us talking. I mean, it gets yeah. us the bullshit. But it's like, why? Why the fuck are you bringing this up? Why, why come now? I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking up. But then again, I don't know if it's that white guilt. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of caught up. And the white guilt, man. All them years of uh, fucking the, uh, the slavery. I'm pretty sure his family owned some black people. And then he let Kanye get thrown under the bus. Bro, like, probably, I'm up. That you got calm one day. He's like, you know what? I got to say something about this. Say something. I've, been, I've been thinking about this shit for eight motherfucking years. I got to come out and say something. I think about this shit every day. <laughs> Because even though he's a Jew, he's like, you know, even though he's an alien, he's, he's probably himself like, he ain't gonna let me on the ship if I don't say it. <laughs> I gotta say Time's something. coming. I better let my peace go. But and uh, he claims that, uh, for me, he said, it isn't about the look of embarrassment on my face. It is truly about the injustice that was happening in New Orleans. Um, I don't mind answering the question, but the emphasis of it being that I'm the guy next to the guy who spoke the truth. He said, I assume that George Bush does care about black people. I mean, I don't know him. I'm going to make that assumption. But I can definitely say that it appeared to me watching television that had that been white people, the government would have been there faster. And I do agree and I don't even want to turn it into an economics thing because I could say that, oh, if Hurricane Katrina happened in Beverly Hills, they would have been there quicker because they would have been there quicker because it's rich motherfucking people. These were people in the hood. But I do I do think that the government wouldn't have turned their back like that quick. And like, I don't know, even like the whole George Bush thing when he kind of flew over the, uh, the fucking tragedy and was looking out at Jet One or Jet Blue or whatever the hell the name of that jet is and he was looking out at him. It's just kind of like... And that's it. Shit like that opens up the door for conspiracy 
theories because the whole conspiracy started, came out that, you know, they purposely blew up that levy to see how FEMA could react in a certain situation like that. And that was the, the conspiracy theory, if you will. And what leaves the door open for shit like that is how bad they responded to it. You responded so bad that people had to find another reason for why you fucked up so bad. And it must have been, well, you must have wanted that shit to happen because you guys dropped the ball so fucking bad. I don't know. That was one of those, one of those like, science experiments that kind of did what it kind of needed to do. We needed to flush that shit out. <laughs> You need to test this out on these niggas. Yeah. They're doing good anyway. We'll, we'll get the Christian population to, to go ahead and thumbs up this shit for us. <laughs> we'll get them talking about that for a little while. Exactly. And uh, speaking of talking, to move on to uh, a lighter subject, yo, have you seen these trailers for this game called Watchdog? Honestly, I can't get on the internet and not see that fucking trailer because on YouTube, it happens every fucking oh, day. Is it? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, well, what were we going to say? Um, you like it? Is, I'm guessing Yo, you... I haven't played it. Shots out to uh, Mr. Span from the Span Report. I'm uh, Facebook friends with him, and uh, I guess he picked up the game. I think he has PS4, if I'm not mistaken. He picked up the game, and uh, he's been playing it, uh, showing screenshots of Chicago and all that. And just from, like, the videos that I've seen, like, the motherfucker looks incredible. And, like, Span kind of compared it, saying that it was... Um, it was Grand Theft Auto meets Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And just the uh, way that you could use your phone to hack into the system, to change the street lights and all that, I just thought, thought that was fucking phenomenal. And then um, I saw another video that I thought was pretty fucking dope. Uh, they did a viral video with this Middle Eastern dude in the cell phone store where he would have people come in and he'd act like he's going to fix their cell phone, but then he's like, oh, I'll put the special app on it. And then he would use it to uh, make the lights come on, go off, and he would make cars open up and all that. And then he was, like, tricking all these people into thinking that he put this app on their phone so they could be amazed at all these things that you could do. And then the end of the point was that you think that's amazing. You could do that in this game. So you need to check this game out. And so uh, I ain't bought a game since fucking NBA K2, uh, 2K14, but uh, I might spend my money and check out this Watch Dogs, man. I may have to fuck with this. They have it on PS3, actually. Um, one of the things that it was one of the – well, I want to say it was one of the hype games to kind of to come into the new generation of uh, gaming with the Xbox One and the PS4, and it had been slated back because Ubisoft, who was their, their publisher, you know, they wanted to put the financial polishes on it. They apparently there's a lot of uh, gripe about the trailers and the gameplay footage that they're showcasing were from a PC, which I mean, ultimately, when it comes to graphics and shit like that, like you're gonna get the most horsepower if you have a PC, just because you could beef it up as much as you want, like you would a car. Yes. And it's ultimately, it's never ending in upgrades because you can always update your PC. When it comes to system, you kind of fuck with that for five to ten years, depending on how long the lifespan is. Anyways, yeah, a lot of bullshit. They. And they delayed it for so fucking long. Yeah, finally, when this is a big deal. Two years. It was first announced in 2012 at the E3 of 2012. Like, it took a long time for this game to finally fucking come out. So, and one of the biggest things about it, because you're right, it is a kind of. They reference. It's a free roam sandbox game, which pretty much would. Grand Theft Auto kind of made famous being able to free roam around everywhere else. Yeah, and that's really what, what made it really dope. And that's kind of what it is because you get a you get to roam around, go into cities in Iraq, you can hack into people's phones. And yeah. I've seen a lot of screenshots from it where it pretty much showcased. Um, there's a lot of detail in that. Like they say, that's too much of a game. 
and this mm-hmm. was reason why it was it was kind of it was I'm not sure how I was gonna level out on 360 or if it's a 360 but the PS3 because apparently it takes a lot of fucking it's running a lot because literally you can go to any person that's roaming around and you can you can hack into their phones yeah and apparently there's a lot there's a lot of pornographic activity happening in these ah, fucking, fucking which you saw that? <laughs> no, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. So looking at screenshots, people were taking up the game because you know gamers are gonna fucking screenshot the hell out of it. Yeah. And they were hacking into people's things, and they can go through their phones and what they're looking up, and just like just like in real life, there's a lot of uh, pornographic activity yeah. happening on people's devices. Pretty. The thing, I thought it was funny. The thing that's dope about it too is, and I've never, I still have never played like an online game. I've never played like online with other people. But apparently, this game people can hack into your game and so they they were i was watching some video and this guy hacked into the game and the dude got a notification that somebody in the city had hacked into his game and so he was trying to figure out who the person was yeah you're gonna hack yeah the dude was hanging out like in a van kind of watching the dude going around or whatever and i was like that's a dope aspect of people hacking into the game and you gotta figure out which one of these people are real and like so i don't know it sounds exciting as fuck so it's a it's a clusterfuck of idea, yo. To be honest, with you. just because you figure like I don't know, even even with online with online gaming, you figure if someone can hack into your shit. I mean, mind you, in the game it's really simple. It's just literally I think you press one button to hack into someone's shit. But I mean, just you don't know what what we can do, and obviously when we interact and all that good stuff. But I have honestly, I that's one. Of, it was one of my I can't wait to play games. But the way I, I've been bombarded with fucking trailers for that, like it just annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, like it really really does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it was it was definitely one of those. Uh, I forget what they call it when a system releases. It was just one of those, one of those anchor games for sure. Yeah, yeah. For the new system, they've actually um, they've surpassed this game when it released. They only released what about a month ago? Not even. No, actually, I think it was within the last week. It just Literally. barely came out. Yeah. What's so funny is that that game has, and Ubisoft is more known for. Um, I mean, they're known for a lot of shit. Rayman. Um, the Tom Clancy series, mm-hmm. but this game, and I think also they did also um, Assassin's Creed, but this outsold all of their games they released before. So like all this money been pouring into it. I mean, they're they're making the money. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I feel like they've invested way too much on the fucking on their goddamn online marketing. But yeah, yeah. I, I think the main thing that they fucked up on is I think they announced it too quick. And when they announced it and all the things that they can do, and I think that once they really got in there, they realized that they couldn't do all the things that they said that they were going to do, and that's why they had to scale back on a lot of the graphics, and I think that's the reason why there was so many delays to it, and I think that they kind of dug themselves in a hole because apparently the uh, user reviews are coming back, and they're getting like uh, 3.9 out of 5 or something, so it's getting like average reviews. I think a lot of it is that they set themselves up for – um, a critical failure, if you will, from a critic standpoint, by just putting the game or putting the information out there too quick. Like, if no one had heard about this until like three, four, five months ago, people would have been like hella excited about it, and then it came out and like, oh, this is so dope. But a lot of people who have been following it for a couple of years is like, oh, well, you said it was gonna do this, you said it was gonna look like this, you said you're gonna be able to do that. I can't do any of that shit, and so yeah. you kind of set your guys set themselves up for failure. So overhyping. Yeah, that's what that was. And then that, that see, and what's so funny too, what what I see with their marketing plan is, if they would have kept it under wraps, if no one would have ever heard about it, then yeah, these fucking because uh, I, I subscribe to IGN, and on yeah. their YouTube thing, they're sponsored by by a lot of these fuckers. So when they have a show come on, though, it'll kind of come in like a hack. This shows, and then it goes, then you it looks like it's being hacked into, and you see watch. So I mean, 
this sort of media marketing blitz would have been cool if no one ever fucking heard about it. But yeah. I think it's so dumb when they do this because obviously you got to know your market. And if yeah. you're, uh, I mean, this is a gamer sort of game. So I mean, gamers are gonna know about this. So you got to fucking you got to advertise somewhere where gamers aren't at. If if yeah. that's what you're trying to do, if you're but, trying to bring in that casual person, exactly. So yeah, don't fucking bombard fucking videos that are for gaming sort of shits because we already know about this shit you know what I mean yeah. like, exactly so um, and speaking of some that um, I think a lot of people aren't aware of and hopefully this happens uh, soon uh, we'll just touch on it a little bit I saw this article on uh, WordPress um, apparently solar roadways are currently in the process of being funded and um, I thought this was fucking ill. Apparently, uh, two people from Idaho came up with the brilliant idea of embedding solar cells into the roadways. And it says that even with the meager conversion rates of today's solar cells and even in the more northern regions where the in- uh, incident solar angle limits the amount of usable energy received, in this usage, photo cells are cost-effective and capable of generating more power than we use, assuming the majority of roads were paved with these. And so apparently what some people are trying to do is take regular roadways, put the solar cells into them, and if you have one of those uh, cars or basically have a car that can be solar-powered and have these solar cells in the ground, and basically you'll never run out of gas because you're being bombarded or your car is being uh, fueled by the sun and by these solar cells that are in the roadways and um welcome to the future fucking back to the future fucking scotty what was his name marty mcfly like we here baby we ain't got that fucking hoverboard skateboard just yet but we here baby got the google car coming out with no gas pedal no steering wheel you got solar roadways and also we are apparently about to colonize fucking mars by the year 2025 so welcome to the motherfucking future people <laughs> well shit you figure out well, and then with the whole and i kind of go back to our, our, our last show we talked about um uh, not only mark zuckerberg he's kind of funding some shit to where they can try to get uh free internet for motherfuckers they want to keep us connected they want to keep us going and what's so funny is especially down here in arizona states where we get a whole lot of sun you figure we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna have a whole lot of juice I wonder if it becomes a sort of thing to where we rely on that only. And if yeah. not to say that that would be the case, but if that were to be it, then you figure it's not too long, not too short afterwards. Where I wonder if we're gonna have, a, not to say that we're gonna have a, um, what is it called? Uh, what is it when you're when you're a kid, you can't go out too late. What is it called? Curfew. We're gonna have, curfew, gonna have yeah. curfews or some shit because hey, there ain't no power on at night. We gotta stay yeah. indoors, you know? I don't know, I don't know. I just And the conspiracy theorist in me does say that if we do get to the point where everything's solar powered, everything drives itself, uh, you don't have to pay for gas. If we eventually get to that point where, te- where the technology is going, I would say it looks like that should be a viable option within the next like two to three decades. But if we were to get to that point, the billionaires, the people who run the world, would eventually try to figure out a way to control that shit, because you can't just give people unlimited access to resources. Not because it's a bad thing, but because you need you have people in the higher elite, if you will, that need to capitalize off of this shit. And so if we're just letting you out there getting all these resources for free, like, how am I supposed to be living a better life than you? I need to, you know, cap what you can do so I can make money off of it, and that's the fucking American dream. So eventually they'll figure out a way to take the shit over and fuck up a good thing which billionaires are known to do if you will but um i don't know we'll see and i'm excited about this mars thing especially because this is going to happen 
during my lifetime. By the time I'm 40, by the time my kids are in high school, we're going to have people possibly living on Mars. And apparently, as the story goes, it says several hundred would-be Mars colonists um, had their hopes and dreams dashed. The Netherlands-based nonprofit Mars One, which aims to establish a red planet settlement beginning in 25 announced on May 5th that it has sliced its pool of potential colonists from 1,058 down to 705, and the remaining astronaut candidates uh, now advance to an interview round with Mars One Selection Committee, and so uh, they're getting ready to move on, and apparently uh, they got, uh, it's 418 men, 287 women, and uh, 313 are from America, 187 from Europe, 136 from Asia, 41 from Africa, and 28 from Oceania, which I have no idea where that is, but I'm assuming those are like islands or something like that. So, but um, yeah, so they're getting ready to fucking touch down in 2025, and um, apparently after that, additional crew, crews will blast off in two-year increments thereafter, gradually building up the off-world settlement. And um, I think that's fucking like, just like, I can't wrap my brain around that. And I think especially like, um, even someone like my mom is, she has the potential ability to have in her lifespan seeing man reach the moon and then man reach Mars. Like, that's insane. That's where we're at. So, I don't know, man. It's insane. Where the resources is. Exactly, because we got to start over because we fucking this place up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of fucking shit up and trying to make it better, shouts out to my motherfucking hero, which is probably going to make the show crash, Edward Snowden. Oh, that's um, a picture right there. Just fucking uh, did a whole NBC interview, and I still have not had the chance. I've been so fucking busy with work and with the kids and with trying to get the show going back since I fucked up the last couple of weeks, not being able to do the fucking show. I've been trying to get everything back in order. So right. did Brian Williams go out there to go interview him? I'm looking at the, the thing yeah. now. As the story goes, um, he went out there to Russia to have a sit-down interview with them, and apparently they had been working on this for months. And um, it says that Edward Snowden, who became the most wanted fugitive in the world after he leaked government secrets and fled the country, told nightly news anchor Brian Williams, um, if I could go anywhere in the world, that place would be home. Um, he basically kind of talked about the whole situation. And uh, the other thing that was interesting is I remember when this shit first came out and uh, he was leaking all the information. The government kept coming out saying, oh, he was just a low level, um, a low level, barely uh, graduated from high school intern like they were just really trying to play it up like he was a nobody and um he kind of came out and was like no i was trained as a spy he was like i worked for the cia and the nsa like i was a big deal there and i applaud the man because he put his life in risk moving all the way or being all the way the fuck out the country dealing with all this shit and he did this because as he states he feels it was the american thing to do and i do agree wholeheartedly with him because going back to the beginning of america like the pilgrims came over here to America to get to that to get away from that dictatorship that was the UK and they stood up and Paul Revere with the red coats are coming and they just stood up in the Boston Tea Party and fight for what you believe in and stand up in America and freedom to do this and freedom to do that and then now you tell the, you have this American who's like yo they're taking our freedoms away and people are like you're a traitor how the fuck is he a traitor isn't America about freedom? It's about the—and I, I love 
the idea of America. I think America is far from what it pretends to be. I think the idea of the American dream and the idea of the freedoms that we have as Americans, I think, is uh, is a fantastical thing. I think that Americans have it a hell of a lot better than the great majority of people out there in third world and second world countries, if you will. But America isn't what it pretends to be. Like we don't have the freedom that we pretend that we do. And Edward Snowden showed us that the government is taking, you know, unconstitutional rights away from us, if you will. And people were like, oh, he's a traitor. How dare he tell us what our government is doing with us? Like, it just, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Popo is speechless. I'm so, well, I mean, because it's one of those sort of things, and it, it sucks. I mean, it's it's beyond that. I mean, to, to think that we, we've outgrown freedom or we've we've outgrown the idea of that dream or that original uh company what is a company statement you know what i'm saying that that this is the last mission statement has been changed because in in honesty man i think we're all kind of we're all i hate to say that we're all slaves but honestly they need they need this mortar they need the gears to keep rolling the way they do so we can generate whatever the hell that is that we generate so that you know they can do such things i mean and that would pretty much knowing so much. That's why we think we're limited, and why we, we get distracted so much. I think, I, I think that's where we're given little teaspoons of, of technology, so it can kind of entertain ourselves and kind of distract ourselves. Yeah, so that yeah, once again, the beach ball. So we don't, yeah, that beach ball thing. So we don't fucking rise up. So we don't, you know, really. And you know what's so funny too? Like as far as being free thinkers, I mean, you give someone too many options, and how can you ever choose? And I think that's kind of one of the problems when it comes to relationships and how we kind of live in a, you know, a hookup sort of uh, world to where, you know what I'm saying? You give so much office, who the fuck wants to settle down? You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so much shit to have, so much things to taste. Yeah. It's, it's one of those sort of things, kind of a clusterfuck that kind of keeps us in that, keeps us in this little biodome, you know? Mm-hmm. I know, and uh, this still, it reminds me so much of, once again, that book, 1984, and one of the things that was interesting in 1984 was this whole thing called uh, Double Think, and it was basically in the book how the government would um, basically kind of lie to your face and make you believe in things that contradict one another, and, like, uh, this one guy was, like, the only guy who's, like, in tune, like, why the fuck are you guys, like, believing all this bullshit, like, and he was talking about how, like, this country would go to war with this country and then uh or uh the uh the main country or whatever would go to war with one country and they'd be allies with another country and it was like oh our allies have that has been our ally from day one that has been our enemy from day one and then like a month later it would switch around and who was once their allies now their enemy it's like oh they were always our enemy and then people are like yeah they were always our enemy and it's like don't you remember the news article from like six months ago like those were our enemies it's that double think like oh no whatever they say that's what it is oh this is what we think now yeah i'm for that and i don't know oh bless you brother bless you oh allergies man (laughs) oh and now a moment while arizona verse picks out his nose and uh, gets rid of that shit (laughs) Uh, i mean yeah, I really bad. I, I kind of even like talking about this. We're kind of one of those sort of things where I mean, we're we're so wishy-washy, and obviously we're gonna go with, you know, why 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 stem away from a, a winning side? Yeah, yeah go with a popular opinion. So I can't call it, but um, I can't call it. But in the words of uh of Tupac, back when he did that poetic justice, I can't 
call it. I can't call it. And uh, speaking of uh, one last thing, uh, things that I can't call, um, I came across this, um, and I must have completely missed this. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but there was a proposed statue of Satan that they were trying to put up at the Oklahoma Capitol. Um, the proposed monument that the New York-based Satanic group wants to place at Oklahoma State Capitol basically has a picture of uh, Baphomet with a pentagram behind his head and two smiling children next to him. And um, apparently their idea was that they could have a, com- uh, a complement and contrast uh, monument that would be the opposite of the Ten Commandments uh, that uh, Oklahoma State City Grounds has. And they were looking to put together a seven-foot tall statue of Satan depicted as Baphomet, a goat-headed figure with wings and horns sitting on a throne with smiling children by its side. And apparently uh, they submitted the application of the monument to the Oklahoma City uh, Capital Preservation Commission, which oversees the Capitol grounds. And um, it's crazy because, like, on one side of it, like, I'm all for, like, freedom of speech. And, like, if people have the right to be religious, I think people have the right, right to be atheists. Just like I think if people have the right to be straight, people have the right to be homosexual. Right. This is kind of going a little far with the Satanism. I don't know. I just I don't see this as being, like, the same as putting up a Jesus statue, which, honestly, really want to break it down. We're an American culture, but we have statues up of pagan Greek goddesses and all that. There's not statues of Jesus and the Virgin Mary all over America, so I see no reason to put up statues of Baphomet. Like, I don't get it, so I don't know. What's so funny, and I think it's kind of uh, it's it's more of, uh, I don't want to say con- it's kind of like satire almost uh, when I see the, the little two kids on the lap of the same, because honestly, I think I'm that's smiling. Uh, yeah, I'll smile and it's like I feel like I can, I can already see the memes and the captions of that shit. Like, you know, turn down for what? You know what I mean? Or just, or, or something like that. Because honestly, I think that's kind of what, I mean, to, to give thought into kind of the big uh, big brother or the Illuminati-esque bullshit kind of yeah. being um, the devil in, in, that, in that sense. Because it's going to give us, it feeds us that, that shit that ain't good for us. And yeah. honestly, Trick loved the kids, you know? <laughs> and what better trick than, you know what I'm saying, than the devil? It's kind of says it's almost like a true thing, and I'm like, it goes. Why not? Shit, why the fuck not? I just don't. What's so funny too is like for the hardcore metalheads, that's yeah. how their how their Satan looks. Mm. But I mean, I thought the nigga was an angel, unless you know, unless unless hell really fuck with his uh with his flesh and kind of made him look like you know the true beast came out. But I kind of mm. argued way how the devil you know is supposed to be is supposed to appear. But then again, we don't fucking know. I don't know. It could yeah. be Angelina and fucking. And that's all. That's always been my thing, because uh, Lucifer is supposed to be the deceiver, and so if Lucifer is the deceiver and he's a fallen angel, he should by definition be gorgeous. He should be a motherfucking no homo, uh, Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise looking kind of motherfucking Matthew McConaughey. Like he's not gonna be some big heart or some big very apparent demon with the de- uh, horns coming out of his head the lucifer is supposed to be the deceiver and so he's going to deceive you with his good looks and his charm and so i just always kind of 
I think it's interesting when I see these depictions of uh, Satan the way that he is. And um, I thought this was interesting because apparently then um, a couple of months later, there was an outcry of a black mass that was supposed to be at Harvard, but it got called off. Um, apparently, a reenactment of satanic rituals known as a black mass had been scheduled for an um, evening on Harvard campus, but it was abruptly canceled amid a chorus of condemnation from Catholic groups and university officials and students. However... A scaled-down version of the event without the original sponsorship of the Harvard Extension Cultural Studies Club was apparently held late uh, that Monday by members of the New York-based Satanic Temple off-campus at the Hong Kong Lounge in Harvard Square. And um, they said that uh, the guy only would identify himself as Fred, but said in an interview that uh, members were drinking at the bar, but he did not believe they were performing in their rituals. Um, apparently, it was... Um, a safe event if you will but uh i don't know what's going on with all this uh satanism i will say that it probably has something to do with once again the age of um aquarius being here and part of the age of aquarius is the devastation the the uh dismantling of christianity if you will and i think that's where a lot of the satanism is coming from is that you have to break down the old religion to bring in whatever the new religion is going to be which is probably technology or something mm -hmm. but um I don't know. There's a lot of Satanism going on. Shouts out to your uh, latest uh, pop video that you've watched on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you've seen some of this Bobophomid and, and pentagrams and all this all CNI shit. But um, who can call it? Who can call it? <laughs> I know I can't. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like it's the next logical step. You know, first you try marijuana, and then try a little bit of cocaine, and then sure, heroin's right down the road. You know, get some of this meth, yo. It, it needs to go there, I think. And honestly, I think when it comes to all the, especially with the whole gay agenda coming up, I mean, everyone's voice needs to be heard. You know, we need to, you know, what I'm saying, showcase love to all of them. You know, what I'm saying, if bags get get a showcase, they're right for the social to say yes. You know, what I'm saying, and soon the fucking the pedophiles and everyone else are sure to follow up. Yeah. Because then, it, cause then, it, and then, and then it kind of comes down to, I mean, where do you draw the line? And obviously there can't, there is no line in the sand because everything should be voiced, right? Every, every opinion should you know, be represented. And I mean, and I already know it. They, they show, if, I mean, I, I don't know. Did the, that what, one Baptist church thing, the, the fag haters? Yeah. Did know, they just shut down once the dude died or what happened with them? I have no idea. I didn't even follow that story, but yeah, I did hear they do died. And the one thing I will say is as much as I'm not a Mr. Eye for Eye type person, I so wish a whole bunch of flaming fags would have showed up at the fucking funeral holding up uh, God hates you signs. I would have loved to have seen that just to kind of fight fire with fire, but didn't happen. They should have shot some rainbow sprinklers and sprinkles on uh, the casket or wherever. I thought that would have been very entertaining. But it didn't happen. So oh, you can't get it. Can't get what you wish. You can't. You but, can't get it all, yo. But uh, one thing we can get is uh, motherfucking favorite time of the show. Ooh. And yes, indeed, is it time? is time for dedications. Yes, sir. And um, I actually got two dedications, and um, oh. I don't know how many you got, but uh, I got two. So uh, wow. I could go, you can go. It's up to you. I don't care. Okay, well, how about this? I have one definitely for sure. Uh, you can go ahead with your first one while I quickly find a second. Oh, okay. You know, these hoes ain't loyal, so I'm going to ain't loyal. Uh, uh, my first motherfucking dedication 
goes to Tatiana Maslini. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she is a Canadian actress who is the star of one of my favorite fucking shows, Orphan Black. Um, it's a BBC series about um, a chick that has basically these doppelgangers. It's a whole bunch of different clones of her out there, and they're trying to figure out, like, all the clones kind of finally run into each other and meet one another, and they're trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And this chick, Tatiana, plays, like, the role of, like, seven or eight different characters, and, like, each one of them is, like, a completely different person. And I've always said like the, the the definition of someone like acting their ass off is when you don't see that that actor you see that character like shots out to i thought will smith did a real good job in ali i didn't see will smith i saw muhammad ali and tatiana in this series i don't see her i see seven different characters that she just so happens to be playing and like she's phenomenal the series is fucking dope it's the one reason why i hate that i got rid of cable tv because now i gotta pirate this shit to try to keep up with the fucking series because season two finally started but uh tatiana maslany m-a-s-l-a-n-y check out ibh and podcast because we definitely have some pictures up of her and uh yes sir dedication number one Holla. okay well right on moving along then um and it's so funny because i always i i always have one person in mind you know when it comes to who would be the dedication i have to always forget because once again we live in a world where you know one hope blocks the next um, but recently I had, I'm a big, uh, this kind of just goes to, towards my, uh, my geeky, uh, fan, fanboyism. I'm a big fan of Robert Rodriguez. You've known him from like, he did Sin City, uh, the Grindhouse series. Well, one of them, he just, he, he's a dope director. I like him. He's up there to me, up there with, um, Quentin Tarantino. Anyways, he's doing Sin City too. And there is this, a bit of controversy because who the fuck doesn't love controversy. There was a, a recent, um, a promo ad that has this actress on there that apparently was too clad because you can see too much of the breast and she has a sheer like thing that allows it you to see the the i guess a darker areola i couldn't see shit i mean <laughs> man who loves looking at titties i couldn't see nothing but apparently the mpaa didn't like it they had to bring it down her name is um anyways and she, i forgot what show she was on that she kind of got famous she was she was fuck was it good not good wife uh, it was some bullshit, but her name's um, Eva Green. Oh, actually, okay. she was in 300. She was the wife. Ah, uh, Eva, okay. Eva Green, just how it sounds. E-V-A-G-R-E-E-N. She, I, can, I don't know exactly what she is. I didn't, didn't do my research on her. She looks Albanian. I, I don't know what. Um, like I said, she was the wife on, on 300. But if you Google her, though, she just has this face on the door like, I can choke her out. Yeah. <laughs> You deal with it, you know what I'm saying? Probably I, could probably, I could probably even fucking Chris Brown on her ass and, and like a good loyal wife can stick her chin up and fucking be like and ask me for more, but in a, in a, not in a like in a submissive sort of way, you know what I mean? They're like, okay, baby, thank I you for letting me share out my grievances on you. Evergreen, Evergreen, yo. You and, see? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking through her. You know, I'm on. I'm looking through pictures, <laughs> yo. I yeah, mean, and this actually she caught my eye because there's like I forgot for what sort of. Uh, chic sort of uh, magazine she was doing, but she was rocking a little. I, don't know, I call it the dyke cut. It wasn't totally pixie, but they yeah. just had it all stylized a certain way. I'm like, I know she can get it. Man. I know I like her with the dark hair. There's a couple of pictures of her with blonde. I don't like. I like the dark look on her. Yeah, 
because you know mm-hmm. pale skin is deserving of a really dark and she kind of has like this middle eastern sort of thing to her i don't know yeah. if i could have seven wives she definitely would be one of my <laughs> <Be> one <laughs> she, she'd, be the, she'd, she'd be the bitch to hold it down when i'm gone she keeps the other hoes in check keep them hoes in check because these hoes ain't loyal no they ain't should we make sure all the, should we make sure the other bitches do their chores you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh on to my second dedication um, once again, I'm gonna probably murder this name as well. But my second dedication is to Nomi Rapaz. She is a Swedish actress, and I fell in love with her as she portrayed Elizabeth Salanda from The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo on the Swedish version. Now, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo book series, I read it um, a couple years ago. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Wait, the Swedish version? Oh my god. Ah, oh. ah, how dare you pick her as your dedication? Ah, I forgot all about her. Yo, ah. for anyone, get your Google searches out. It's uh, N O O M I is the first Damn. name. Last name is R A P A C E. And um, I read the book series. I was a big fan of the book series. Elizabeth Salanda, the uh, character I'm in fucking love with. Like, she's a damaged mess that I just want to hold her and hug her and bring her back to the good side. And um, the dope thing about it is, like, the American version, they did the one movie, and, like, it just kind of felt rushed. Like, it felt like they were running through the story, because, like, that's a very detailed book series. Like, that motherfucker did his research and, like, really put some thought into putting that book together. And what was so dope about the Swedish version was they took each book and turned it into two movies. And so the three books out in Sweden turned into six movies, and um, it's called the Millennium Series, and um, it was fucking phenomenal. Um, she did the damn thing. She really captured the the, the essence of Elizabeth uh, Salander. And for anybody out there who got Netflix, I say that you uh, get a weekend um, open and you sit down on Netflix and you watch all six of these motherfucking movies because uh, the series is phenomenal, the book was phenomenal and the Swedish version of the films captured the movies as best as I've seen a movie captured books so. Yo, one thing I, I want to say about her because I have a thing about oddly looking I've been damaged and beaten and torn and kind of yes. took into the goddamn I, I have an acquired taste for my women yes. she's one of them and she, yeah, she definitely played the whole thing so perfectly. And I'm not, I don't condone rape, nor do I fucking, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, give any, you know, condones to that bullshit. But fucking A, did she play shit so fucking well? She made it sexy. Gosh, she thinks she's she woken up the demon in me. I'm like, God, <laughs> I only find her in a goddamn alley. Lord knows what would happen. One, one thing I will say about the Swedish version, because that was actually the first thing that I, that kind of got me hip to. And mind you, you know, I have this dyke fetish. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you seen the Swedish version of the movie, right? Yes. The first one? yes. One of the dopest scenes, and I got mad that they didn't transition this into the American version of the movie. But she, there's a point to where, because obviously she, and this is gonna be a spoiler alert, but for all my perverts out there, spoiler that alert. See this more, all, all the more. She's obviously some dyke chick. She's fucking. She had a girlfriend and everything in there. Yeah. There's this dude who kind of comes along because they have to solve this mystery or figure this shit out. Um, there's a scene to where you know he's obviously he knows he can't get with her. He's an older man, or whatever. He ain't even trying to. Yeah. This this is kind of this has been my niche when it comes to hollering at these dicos. They can't help but love it. They do, and they make they fucking hide it, and they they try to they try to own the dick by being the dick in the relationship. But honestly, yeah. they need it. They just need it. And I and I and I dare any fucking lesbian uh, fucking feminist to come and talk shit and fucking you know let 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 her let her feelings be known on fucking our on our YouTube page or yeah or like, Tumblr like last uh, time. Tumblr, please, like we did the last fucking feminist dumb cunt. 
Um, I will say though, the, the sexy scene is when she wanted to get it in. She wakes this fucker up. She's already on him. Fucking, she's riding it. You know, ain't nothing sexy. The bitch that's riding it. But when this nigga tries to get in there and tries to, you know, do his thing, she stops his ass. Yep. She puts his fucking hand on the chest and says no. And she rides it up even harder. No, you it's stop. Bad. You let me take this dick. Oh. Like, like you ain't giving me dick. I'm taking it from you. I'm like, yes, baby, take it. Take it. Take what you need. You can loot my body. <laughs> and, and I always, so I had this little run-on joke with my homie. I'm like, uh, you have to, I kind of did this, like, who's the dude? Stephen Hawking. So I talked to him. Yes. We, we kind of fuck around, like, you know, Lord forbid ever uh, us be in a situation like that. But, like, I always, I always say, I get to let the devil take my body, but don't let him take my soul. <laughs> because, um, and that would be the same thing with her. She was the devil. Let her take my body, but don't let her. Take, oh, fuck it. Let her take the soul, too. Fuck, might as well. But yeah, I, I give if this is Wayne's where I give her a show wing. That she, she's, yeah. And how yes. dare you, brother? Just like I forgot what the last one you did too. You Yolandi, bitch from Camino. No, no. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Lonnie too. I mean, uh, what's her, what's her name again? How do you uh, Julian uh, Jacobs. No, 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 no. Not Julian Jacobs. Fuck that bitch from Community. My my, my Community pick was cuter. Oh, Allison uh, Brie. <laughs> yes, Allison. But wait, no, no, no. I'm talking about the chick from. Um, from what's that? From Africa. What the hell's her name? The Vider Visor. She's from. Oh yeah, Yolandi Visor. Yolandi Visor. Like I said, she has this weird kind of like, mind you, she's not commercially produced. Like someone went up, went across her face with a goddamn shovel, but she's sexy. Oh, but so anyway, sexy. someone who's more commercially appealing. Since I, I want to get off the subject of my, my <laughs> about her. Um, her name is Rose Byrne or Byron B Y R. N E Rose B Y R N E. Um, she's she's some chick from from Australia. I know she's been in some, some other movies like uh, yeah, she was an X Men. She was uh, she was she was the bitch that was for no reason fucking in her goddamn bra roaming around shit. She's been she was most recently in Neighbors. Um, she wasn't at her prettiest there, but she kind of just I don't know. She just has sort of a dainty you know. Just, yeah. Just uh, who doesn't love a bitch with an accent? She can she can act. I mean, for the most part, when she's not playing playing cookie roller, um cookie cutter sort of you know damsel in distress with the bitches but yeah. yeah I don't know did you look her up yeah I know exactly who this chick is yeah because I saw her in the X-Men film yeah something else um I remember seeing Insidious. Insidious. I never watched it, but then yeah, I think I remember her in Bridesmaids, and she had a small little part in Bridesmaids. Yeah, she was she was the cunt on there, the the one who had the battle for you know who would be the the, bride. the bridesmaid basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, right. That is yeah. her. She went to you, like, so I, and actually, and I had a fucked up, loaded looking girl that I want to dedicate, but I totally forgot what, what the, by the time it comes down to it. But yeah, yeah. she's she, she's up there on the automatic list of. Of bad bitches. Yes, sir. You're sweet, and I figured it would be a loving wife and, and nurture of my kids. But, you know. Exactly. Because I don't live in that world. <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, shoot, I guess. Uh, it's pretty hard. quick. Huh? So it went pretty fast, I think. No, that was about, that was over two hours. That was okay. like, uh, yeah, because, and actually, yeah. Because uh, each one of these uh, NBA 2K games is an uh, hour long, and I'm currently in the fourth quarter and uh, my motherfucking Bobcats is losing to the Magic down by 10 with 9 minutes left I'm a little upset but uh, we gonna bounce back fucking hell yeah, yeah. No, I think I'm rich <sighs> yes sir yeah so, uh, okay. I guess on that note once again our email is ibhmpodcast at gmail.com 
questions, comments, articles you want to hear our opinion on, uh, go ahead and shoot it over there. You can find us on the web, on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, Podomatic. Just add IBHM Podcast in appropriate spot. Subscribe to our show on Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, fucking Google Plus. Just search I'm Black, He's Mexican. If you don't feel like doing any of that, head over to the website, IBHMPodcast.com, or simply Google a nigga, because we out there. Oh, we out there. Uh, and Yo, uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, this is so funny, man. Um, my, my sister was seeing some dude, and which, of course, enraged me, but I figure that's reality. It's just going to mm-hmm. happen. Uh, shit broke off It didn't end too well This nigga got into Stalker mode oh. And apparently those, those, uh, Apple don't fall too far From the tree And uh, <laughs> my mama was a quite, quite the psychopath Apparently must have Did some fucked up shit too Some damaging shit I don't want to criminalize her But uh, apparently it, it, it annoyed the motherfucker And uh, apparently He was stalking me For a while And I'm very I'm very alert When it comes When I go That's why I don't go out Too often Because when I, when I go out Dude I'm like yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm, I'm scanning the area. I'm Mister sit with my back up against the wall so I can kind of watch everything. Yo, yo, and, and but I, I but I think and this fucker apparently took stock photos of my car, claiming that it was me, kind of to freak her out, whatever, right there. I'm like, no, because when I found out what he drove, I'm like, no, I noticed that car right away. I know this yeah. fucker. Mister gets worried. She, she doesn't have she doesn't have faith in your boy thing. I can take take down the motherfucker. But I'm like. Oh. I'm like motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But uh, and I kind of, you know, whether it be my suicidal tendencies or not, I give a fuck, nigga. Come at me. I got a rant. Come at me, nigga. Come at me, so, nigga. I, I, I've been waiting for a reason, cause honestly, like I said, I, I I try to follow the good Christian spirit, you know, the yeah, good fine yeah. about that battle shit. But I just, I, I wish I never would, because I've been waiting for the day. That so reminds me. That reminds me of the greatest meme I've seen. Uh, Shouts out to my coworker uh, Nick, uh, this new kid that uh, sitting next to me at work. Uh, he had this motherfucker. He showed me this meme, and it was a dude right standing by one of those wishing wells, and he <laughs> pouring like a whole bunch of change into it. It was like this is me wishing a nigga would. <laughs> yes. No, you gotta love it, you, bro. In my car, man, I have melee weapons laying around, so at a moment's notice, I could just, you know, what I'm saying, just come knock a nigga out. Because like, sometimes you just gotta knock a nigga out. Come at me, bro. bring it. For the Lord is with me. Ratatat, ratatat. And I didn't want to add to any of the the hype that she was scared in. I didn't yeah. want to engage with him and try to get that shit. But on the real. Like and I straight up will fuck this nigga in the ass. Like, <laughs> like I will fucking spit on my dick. Fucking it. Think of all visor. Think of the bitch from fucking from a uh, goddamn uh, what movie was it again? Hornet, not Hornet's Nest. The, uh, uh, girl with the dragon girl, tattoo. Girl with the dragon tattoo. I'm gonna put myself in that fucking in her public defendants or accountant or whoever the hell the dude who took advantage of her. Put myself in that goddamn fucking thing and I'm gonna think of her. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure. You then don't forget my motherfucking name. Say it, bitch. Say oh, it. I might even tag that soap opera on this fucking back. <laughs> but he has a tramp stamp. Tag location. <laughs> put a chip in his ass, so I know where it's at at all times. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what the name to think of that. Wow. Because I just need to let that out. There was, there was some reason I was going to connect the story, but uh, I don't know. Watchdogs. Watchdogs. I thought that was funny. Those people know. Don't fuck with me. Or do fuck with me. Because once again, <laughs> I'm black. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I guess I'm Mexican. Yeah. He's Mexican. And if you didn't like this podcast, you, sir, are a motherfucking racist. Mm-hmm. Or a fag or a feminist. Or all of the above. <laughs> yeah, we both. So until motherfucking next time. 